What's up, everybody? Episode number 56 of the Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast. Today is going to be a Bassmaster Elite Series preview of Pick Pick Lake, which is probably starting by the time you listen to this podcast. We're sitting down with Adam Bartusik, Bart, a.k.a. Bartusik Media. We talk about all things Pickwick, what this tournament's going to be like, fancy fishing. We cover what it's like to be part of the media team that covers the Bassmaster Elite Series. We talk about what it's like to film for Scott Martin. We talk about Bart's Bassmaster Central Opens, ABT Top 100, his tournaments. Plus, just talk a little bit about the One Series with Sobe, as well as special bonus appearances from Scott Martin, Matt Airy, and McCoy. Lots of jam packed in this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Love to hear some feedback. Hit me up on Instagram. Shoot me a message. Let me know. Leave a comment. Rate, review. Enjoy the episode. This week, the Hell of Ass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday night. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Got the green going in the background. We should have uh, our guest join in here shortly. Um, he is in the belly of the beast down in uh, Florence, Alabama, or somewhere down there anyways. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, been in contact with him. He should be able to join here, but we'll see how that goes. So if, if things are rough down there, or the internet goes out, or he has to take shelter, uh, we'll have to be aware of that, and we'll just go solo or bring somebody else in. But either way, I'm excited to be back. Taking a week off last week felt like an eternity. Like, I don't know, felt like a month, even though I was only out for a week. Uh, what's up, Connor? What's up, YouTube? Cuz, what's up, Daryl Wilson? Thanks for joining. Uh, how's the sound, everybody, for me in the video? Love to hear. Um, make sure the setup hasn't changed in a week while I was gone. Let me know in the chat. But uh, our guest should be here any minute. But uh, otherwise, I finally got out fishing last week. That was pretty exciting. I did a little bit of like inshore, uh, intercoastal waterway kind of casting that really amounted to nothing uh around the uh our house rental but i did make a road trip to smith mountain lake which is in my recent video from monday so if you guys haven't checked that out make sure you go check out my video from monday i think it's actually pretty good uh spent quite a bit of time editing love to hear what you guys think if anybody in the chat watched it let me know what your thoughts on the uh on the video that came out this monday it was good to be back uh editing fishing live you know, open water, fishing, catching bass, uh, instead of just doing stuff here in the studio, tips, tactics, rod reviews, and that kind of stuff. So it was awesome to be out fishing. So if anybody watched that, uh, let me know your thoughts. <clears throat> Otherwise, uh, while we're, uh, warming up here in the chat, uh, feel free to ask some questions. Uh, the main focus of today, we'll be talking about Pickwick, uh, Bassmaster Elite Series, which kicks off tomorrow morning. What's up, Monty McWilliams? Bring in the heat. What's up, buddy? How are you tonight? Happy St. Patrick's Day 
to you, Monty. Um, I tried to get Bateman to tell me what kind of hat you would wear so I could make you a visor and get it to you. And he got busy with his Texas trip and that kind of stuff. So, Monty, if you're on like Facebook or Instagram or send me an email or a message somehow, so I know how to get a hold of you so we can get you a visor for sure. Um, hope you're doing well. Hope hopefully you are. I think you're north of the storms, from what I understand. So hopefully you're safe, Monty. Um, but get a hold of me. <clears throat> um, but like I was saying, uh, yeah, we you know a lot of talk about Pickwick tonight. I think this you know barring these storms really jacking things up. I think this could be a really amazing tournament to follow. Um, on Bassmaster Live and FS1 this weekend, and I'm pretty excited. Uh, did my fantasy video last week, um, and, and I'm ready to go. What's up, Sycamore? Isn't everybody Irish tonight? Um, I do have a spotted cow to enjoy tonight during the stream. Daryl looks like he's headed to Gunnersville. Yeah, uh, maybe sleep in tomorrow. I don't know if they're going to be biting in the morning, but who knows? But either way, it uh, sounds like it's prime time on the Tennessee River right now, so it should be good either way. Um, what's up, Shadow Bass? And good to see you here. Anybody hanging out in the KVD stream? I feel like my guest is a little confused on what's going on. Um, Give me one. Let's see what's up. What's up, Bob Davis? Uh, the Ring of Dingle. I've actually been to Dingle. I've been to Ireland twice. So, uh, what's up, Billy? What's up, Brody? A little bit of water. Water's coming up. That's good. Yeah. Is there anybody else hearing static, or is it just him? That'd be good to know. Um. Should be the good mic. Everything looks right. Dumped KVD for the lid. I don't blame you. I think his show ended right at 8, so you didn't have to dump him too hard. Um, what's up, everybody? Blowing, rolling in. Thanks, David. Even if it's for a few minutes, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome to see people rolling in. Uh, a lot of current could be good tomorrow, so I think that could be good. <laughs> I don't think his internet is very good because I've sent him the link three times and he doesn't appear to be seeing it. So, um, yeah. What's up with Bateman? I don't know. He's, uh, working on some editing, taking a YouTube break. Um, so yeah, I don't know. He's, uh, I think he's seen a little content creator burnout right now. Uh, maybe I have to get him on. Maybe if I can get him on my stream, then that'll get his juices flowing again, get him excited. But uh, I don't know. So I haven't uh, talked to him too much about YouTube. I've chatted with him a little bit on some other stuff. Looks like the static is just you, Doug. Um, Adam, he is. He's messaging me, and I keep sending him the link to the invite, but he I don't know if he's not seeing it or... Um, yeah, he's definitely in the, uh, the core of where there could be uh, severe weather, for sure. That sounds like a lot of water, Daryl. Let me just try something else quick for Bart. Try sending it another way. 
<laughs> if this works. All right. Otherwise, what's back? Yeah. Um, send him some wee baits. He better go fishing if we're going to send him some wee baits, Jeff. What's up, Walt? What's up, Tom? Yeah, I think maybe maybe Bateman's just tired from catching too many fish when he was down on OHIV. Uh, first three baits I'll throw in Minnesota. Are we talking about like for Bofin or are we talking about during the bass opener? Let's just assume we're talking about the bass opener, Doug. Uh, this year, I mean, last year, first three baits I threw were a lipless crankbait, uh, a bladed jig, and flipped a jig. So probably be similar unless it's really advanced. That That's probably my three go-to. Um, maybe a swim jig. Uh, storming pretty good here. What's up, Greg? Um, things are pretty nice up here in Minnesota. We're warming up. I did stick with my fantasy picks. I didn't change any of them, Ryan. You lost the feed. Is that your end or my end? I think it's pretty good on my end, but love to hear if anybody, if we're having any issues. Uh, scary weather in the sip today. Might have to fight for a pace at Kroger. Yeah, I loved the Kroger Island area when I was down there in November for sure. Um, yeah, I was actually fishing in Virginia. But our our uh, our rental house was in North Carolina, so I made actually so an interesting story. I actually um we stayed in Topsail, North Carolina, and I made a four. I got up at three in the morning, made a four and a half hour drive up to Smith Mountain Lake, and uh, fished for eleven hours, four and a half hours home. So I was gone from three a.m. to almost midnight. Uh, I think we finally have somebody in the queue here. Look who it is. Wake up, Adam. I'm here. A little choppy, but I can hear him. Uh, maybe it's just a start. It looks good now. It was a little fuzzy at first. So, uh, Stormwatch Central from uh, uh, middle of Alabama. What can we report live from uh, where, where are we staying? Are you in Florence? Or are you in? Uh... We're over in Waterloo. Waterloo. Um, so, we're west nice. of Florence, like 30 minutes ish, 20, 30 minutes. Um, we've just gotten a ton of rain to be honest. Uh, well, like tons of lightning and stuff too, but, um, yeah, just a lot of rain. Uh, Florence had tornado warnings earlier, but we never had anything. Yeah. Well, that's good news. Um, sounds like there'll be plenty of current tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Dude, right. The water's going up fast. Like we've probably gotten <laughs> two or three inches of rain already. Well, they need it. Because by the with the pictures I saw, what you were kind of telling me, it was uber low even for this time of year. Like, um, I don't know that you could get in money those like coffee sloughs and some of those places. At least maybe you will later this week, but early in practice, I don't know that even guys were getting in those places. Yeah, you should be able to get into basically everything after tomorrow. But like, like I was telling you, most of those like main river or main like cuts, not like the major creeks, but the cuts um like they were just bottomed out like you could see the bottom there's no water in them so should be water now yeah it's like they kind of extra drew it down in preparation for the spring rain that hadn't quite hit yet so yeah yeah and they drew it down yesterday even more from what i heard 
um, and preparing for today. But yeah, I mean, there's plenty, there's plenty of water coming through Alabama right now. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, Doug. Yes. Border waters do open earlier for Minnesota. Uh, I don't think you can go. I don't know. I don't think you can go wrong with Christie or Walters in a. I don't think either one of those. Those are both good picks. I, I don't know. Uh, da, da, da. All right, cool. So, so oh, let's see. Where is he? So Pickwick. Um, what's I mean? So Bart's staying in a house with a bunch of elite series anglers. Uh, obviously, we're not going to ask him for specifics of what's going on. But what's what's the vibe? What's the mood? Are people excited to get out tomorrow? I mean, are people genuinely like jacked to get out there, or are they kind of like apprehensive? What's what's the vibe? Uh, the vibe. Um, I you were a little choppy there for a second, so I might have another storm coming through. But the vibe here seems to be that everybody wants to. Like everybody just wants to get out there and see what these storms actually do to the Tennessee River. Um, that's kind of what it seems like more than anything. Uh, it seems like everybody's catching them pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, but just nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, it's going to go up three feet or more. Like I don't really know how you get ready for that. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it's like it's cautious optimism going in tomorrow. Like they know the fish are biting. They know they're big. They know things are going to change. So it's kind of like, I don't know, probably probably be some people rolling around in their sleep, not thinking about what they're going to do tomorrow and not sleeping a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are guys who are just going to roll brand new areas tomorrow. There are guys who are going to an area and buckling down. Um, I don't know. It, it's really going to be interesting. I don't, I can't really think of an event that we've seen where you're getting this crazy of weather literally the night before, and going from like winter pool to regular pool with pre-spawn spawn type conditions, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there has been, but I can't think of it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing recently. And especially on the Tennessee river, like really anything's possible tomorrow. It, it fully is. I mean, there are some guys who think that it's rain and them opening the gates are just going to make them chew. And you're going to see even bigger bass and bags than you originally thought. So yeah, for sure. And I think it'd just be a matter of like, are those fish going to stay put or are they going to move? Right. And then are you going to have to relocate them? And like, I think it depends. Like if you were fishing at the mouth of some of these sloughs, I feel like them fish could move a lot on you. Right. But if you're fishing something more river oriented, right. Where they got more vertical space to go up, right. They can just shift down the bank or mm-hmm. up on a shelf or whatever. That's a little less risky. But like, if you were literally fishing fish right at the mouth of a big slough and all of a sudden two feet of water, then like, they could just like, totally disperse on you so it'd be really yeah and it, i mean that's the one thing about the water being so low is you can't really find any fish on anything besides main river stuff um so like I, like the common question around here right now is where are they gonna go because like there's no water anywhere so where would they go you know it's, it's tough to imagine that yeah for sure um, it's gotta be interesting. I like, so let's talk a little bit about what you're doing this year and that'll kind of explain what's going on. So, uh, last year you kind of dabbled, you, you did a little bit of elite stuff for Carl, uh, did some media work, some camera mm-hmm. stuff, but this year you're kind of on the elite series for the whole year. How, what, how, how does that come about? What are you all doing? I think you're doing some, I mean, I see like you and, 
different guys' boats. I see you doing some stuff for Scott. Like, what are you all doing uh, freelancing? You know, who are you working for? What are you doing? Just give us kind of a high-level overview of what, what you're all doing on the Elites this year. Yeah, so, like, what I'm, what I'm doing for the Elite Series is, like, uh, basically the best way to explain it is, like, I'm just freelancing for everyone. Um, for me, like doing this work is I, I want to eventually fish, you know, like the opens in the elite series and I could never be a angler. And, um, like I just couldn't handle it mentally. Anybody who knows me knows I couldn't do it. Um, so for me, it's like getting into the boat with all these guys. So what I kind of came up with after talking with Carl was, uh, there's a lot of guys who can't really afford to do a full season, full series, you know, YouTube show, right? Like the, well, like the Scott Martin or uh, Brandon Polinek, or, you know, now you're starting to see Stetson Blaylock and then Drew Cook and um, Drew Benton. Not everyone can do that. So what I've kind of offered a bunch of guys is a smaller package um, to help them get, you know, media content for their social medias um, for sponsors, whatever they might need. Um, so I'll help out like four to six guys per event. Um, and then what I also kind of am doing, so I'll have like three guys that aren't in this house I'm in right now. And then, um, I help Scott, Scott Martin and the SMC crew. So, uh, with Scott, I take a bunch of pictures and then I run, um, like their second camera or help McCoy get B-roll or help McCoy edit something to get it around quicker or uh, like day one of practice. I ran around with Scott the whole day. So uh, it's kind of just helping out in the house more than anything, but yeah, I'm kind of a jack of all trades down here. (laughs) Yeah. So you're just, you're pouring a little extra gas on the Scott Martin fire just to help fuel that keep make it grow even faster giving them a little more power so yeah yeah exactly well i'm helping get stills for everything like a lot Mm -hmm. of my stuff i'm doing for them um you'll see on like matt airy or scott canterbury's social medias and then um you know some of scott's too but like a lot of it gets sent to sponsors and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so it's just helping keep everybody happy and keep it rolling yeah very cool so uh so the You've been traveling with the same crew. I don't think Scott's there this week because he's maybe staying at home or something like that. But uh, who, who's all in the house this week? Uh, so Canterbury's staying with Jay Yellis this week. I think they had gotten a place to stay um, before the whole SMC crew thing really happened. Sure. Yeah. Um, but so it's me, Scott, and then McCoy, um, Scott's son, Jake, and then Matt Airy. So we're all chilling in a place together right now. Nice. And then, yeah, normally you just add in Scott Canterbury. And then and maybe Bill. And maybe, and maybe Billy. <laughs> yeah, and, and Billy. Yeah, if he if he's around. Um, yeah, he was at the St. John's. I think – I don't think he's going to be at the Texas events. Yeah. I'm not sure. He's going to be at the ones that are closer to where he is, obviously. I don't even think I'm going to be at the Texas events, to be honest. Nice. Cool. So, uh, so that's all part of the Bartusic media umbrella that you started basically a year ago, almost, right. This has got to be pretty close to your one year anniversary coming up. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like two weeks away from the day I lost my job. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Crazy to see kind of where it is a year later, you know, a lot of stuff has happened and, um, 
a lot of good stuff for a lot of different people in the outdoors. I mean, your stuff has really taken off as well over the last year. I know we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been cool. I mean, obviously, uh, gives uh, I don't know back then it gave people more time to like dig into projects, and now I think a lot of people got used to taking in extra content, and so um, I think it's kind of shifted the way can people consume things. To be honest, uh, with all that extra time on their hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure, there's just more to do and more to get done, and a lot of people are spending more time outside. So there's just yeah, it's it's great. I mean, I can't really complain about any of it. Yeah, cool. So everything, like, looking back a year now, like, obviously, yeah, 50 weeks ago, you were pretty bummed, right? Like, man, <laughs> this didn't see this coming, right? But now looking back, I mean, do you feel like it was like a blessing? Like, like that was meant to be, and you're actually pretty happy about the way things turned out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 100%. Like, I mean, at the time, like, I, if anybody's not aware, like, I had worked a corporate sales job, and I, I was doing stuff in the outdoor industry basically part-time. <clears throat> Excuse me, part-time. Um, and then once COVID hit, I ended up losing my sales job. So after speaking with, like, Sam Sobiek, Jay Seaman, Sam Moore, a bunch of other guys, uh, just decided I was going to go do this. So, um, yeah, I mean, a year later, looking back at it, uh, it's crazy because I'm like, yeah, this is something I definitely should have been doing already. And I'm glad I finally got the push. Um, right. cause like McCoy and I were talking about it driving back, I think like yesterday that, um, what are these guys arguing about right now? I don't know <laughs> what they're yelling at each other about, but, uh, McCoy and I were talking about it the other day is like, there's so many people who could go do this. Right. But like, the biggest decision you make is like literally doing it. Like there's literally Mm -hmm. one decision between stopping anybody from doing this and it's just doing it. And that's how crazy it is. Um, There's a ton of work to be done out there. There's people always looking for video content. Like I'm hundred percent self-taught. I I never went to school for any of this. I learned a hundred percent off of YouTube um, tutorials and talking to other creators. So like, if you want to do it, do it. Like, that's kind of what I tell everyone. Just it's, it's one decision. And I ultimately made one decision and worked my tail off. And here I am now chilling, you know, in the Scott Martin's house for uh, the elite series event, chilling with a bunch of different elite series guys. Like I'm filming for Hank Cherry this year, the Bassmaster Classic mm-hmm. champion. Like, well, just hopping around and it just kind of, Life that's normal life now, which is pretty crazy, but it's always cool to look at, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm also self taught, but people probably can tell that from watching my videos. <laughs> <laughs> we all come from somewhere, man. Yeah, um, I was definitely, you know, much better at writing blogs and doing things like that, but I really enjoy the video process, and I know there's plenty of room to grow in that, but uh, I mean, like, I actually. Feel like I'm pretty good at teaching people how to fish and, and and giving information, and I just need to like catch up on the the visual side of it. So, yeah, and like I think that's just part of like being a storyteller, right? Like, right. Um, what a lot of people don't know about me is like my freshman year of college, I went to college to be an English writing major. So, like, and I I have a full like fiction novel written on my laptop, and like I've done a bunch of different stuff, right? I love telling stories. I love reading books. Um, 
but then kind of when I got into this, it turned into, all right, just, this is a different avenue of storytelling. And uh, it's a lot easier than sitting down at a, it's more entertaining, I should say, than right. sitting down on a laptop for months in a row and just typing words. Um, and then like reading it 12 times and being like, does that even make sense? Like you just get to watch it. it it's just way cooler. Yeah. The, the, the payoff comes quicker, right? Like you crank something out, you see how it does, you see how people react yeah. and then you do it again. So it's like a book writing thing, right? Is like this long process. And then you kind of like wait and be like, wow. Uh, like, you know, I mean, it's like a, it's a, it's a long burn, right. Or slow burn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Obviously, a ton of rain. Uh, how how many of the guys in the house went out today versus just kind of like hanging out? Like, did people adjust their practice plans today? Yeah, so I'm actually looking at the radar right now because that's like been partially my job is to make sure we're not going to get blown away. Um, <laughs> it looks like we're going to have one more big band come through here, but then I think we're going to be done. I don't know. Waldo's been texting me updates if it's like super severe. Um, he actually texted me about the Florence one, but. Um, yeah, so basically last night we got back and looked at everything and we're like, what are we going to do tomorrow? And it was like, we'll just look at the radar. And then me and Scott Martin woke up at, I don't know, 6 a.m. And Scott looked at me and was like, so what are we going to do? And I looked at the radar. I was like, we're going to get blasted in about 30 minutes. And uh, that's exactly what happened. I mean, it's sheer poured for two, three, four hours this morning. Um, every, we all stayed in, um, we went and we got a breakfast sandwich and there was one guy out there. Um, it was Brandon card. And then Matt Robertson was chilling at the access. I think he had gone out and then came in and he mm-hmm. was just chilling in his truck. Um, but like not a lot of guys went out. Um, normally with these type of storms, you'll see a 50, 50 split of guys who go out and guys who don't, um, I just think kind of with today and how much it was like people saying like, Hey, today's going to be really bad. And like, dude, last night Bass texted all the, like all of us got texts of, uh, this is where your nearest tornado shelter is by County. Um, and I think that was like a eye opening wake up call of like, <laughs> hey, it's going to be pretty dangerous tomorrow. You probably shouldn't go out. Um, yeah. so we waited until 10 or 11 then, uh, Scott and Matt Airy went and they dumped in up at the tail race today and they just kind of messed around at the tail race for three or four hours. And then, uh, we had another storm coming in. They got off and came back. And that's the one where if you saw like Gerald Swindle or Kyle Vandever or whatever stories, uh, Florence got hit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but there was a tornado down, but it came up before it hit Florence. So they just got really severe weather, but yeah, the sirens were going off all over Florence and we were just chilling here. Nothing happening here. So catching up on here. that, catching up on that edit, getting the head start, getting, getting, yeah. you know, pictures done and videos clipped and. Yeah, man, stuff. there's always stuff happening here. That's what's crazy. Like, you know, it's a cool life and like, there's a lot going on, but like I tell people when I'm on the road at these events, like, I mean, I go to bed pretty normally 12 at night to one in the morning. And then I wake up the same time or before they go to practice. So five or four 30 in the morning, whatever it is, I got to be up and ready to go. And then I'm not a napper. Like once I'm up, I'm editing. So if I'm not in the boat, I'm sitting at home 
um, just editing. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's long days. It's like 16 to 18 eight, hour days, but they're fun days, especially when like one of the guys you're covering is doing well. Like when I was at uh, Knoxville, I was covering Gussie, that event, and then um, Scott and Scott Canterbury. So like that was super fun because guys were right. doing well. Yeah, and I think Dusty was just crushing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, on the way home from uh, North Carolina, I had the wife drive for about two hours, and I just like went through all my GoPro footage and clipped it and labeled it and got everything ready. So when I got home, I could knock out a video for Monday. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just um, being efficient. It's really what it is, and it's it can be so hard, dude. It can be so hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. Well, this one should be a good one because I expect, you know, whether it's Bass Live, whether it's the guys doing their own videos, like fish catches, I think are going to be plentiful and, and quality fish. So I think like this is going to be uh, for the fans, for guys like you that are covering it, for the anglers, for the majority of everybody, this is going to be. Yo, a what fun. are you doing? What? You have bottles of water. Can eh? you hear all these <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, you're right. good. <laughs> hey, tell Ari not to suck. Remember that he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, yeah. Well, all of a sudden, Ari's staring at me through the door with two water bottles, and I'm like, oh. "Don't be sitting. Don't put your butt where my head goes, dude. What's wrong with you? You got to deal with it, Scott. No. I'm just chilling. Um. What do you want, McCoy? McCoy, do you want to say hi to Rich? Yeah. You want to be on a podcast? Huh? Who is it? It's McCoy. Here. Stream. How's it going? What's up, McCoy? What was that? It's Rich Lindgren. You want to say hi, Scott? Hello, Bass? He writes some of the fantasy fishing stuff. Okay, yeah. What's up? What's up, man? How are you doing? Scott? Are you all live right now? Yeah, we're live on YouTube, Facebook. Oh, really? So now I got to keep it clean. Will you tell Will you tell Adam what, to get his, you know what, off my pillow? <laughs> I had to chill in his room because they were too loud out in the main room. Yeah. What's so up, you're in like man? a master suite. Yeah. Here, you want to tell him? Tell him about how your practice has been? I, I, I don't even know. How your practice has been? My, my, the practice doesn't matter because the water now is four, up three feet and it's going to continue to rise another yeah. foot or two. So by tomorrow morning, it's going to be five feet higher than it is yesterday. And so that means grass grass that I was fishing in six is going to be 11 feet deep. So I'm not going to catch any fish in 11 foot of water. I have to go refine them. Yeah. So what do you are you going to start where you left, or are you just going to start looking at new water right away? Well, I mean, there's shallower water around the area, so I'll just have to make some adjustments left to right. But, it's, you know, we're going to have to just kind of go keep a little open mind tomorrow. Right. But you expect, I mean, like the vibe I'm getting is like the bite's good. So if you keep moving, you'll run into them and you, you know, like, right. This isn't Knoxville where you're hoping to get three bites a day. Like if you find them, they're going to be biting. Right. Yeah. I think, I think um, if you get around one, if you get around one, they'll bite. That's for sure. You know, it's just, I, I don't, I don't know much about this place with the water, the way it is. I really don't. So, you know, I, I know, uh, I know guys catch them when the water's hot, but mm-hmm. It's just weird, man. I mean, big storms and all that, too, so it might, you know, we'll just know tomorrow, really. I, I'm going to keep an open mind. 
Yeah. So first cast, brown or green, you're looking for? Um, I'm pretty much largemouth fishing. Yeah. Okay. I, I may go smallmouth fishing, uh, you know, up in the current at some point tomorrow, depending on how the day's going. If it's going well and I haven't, like, upgraded in a while, I'll go. And if it's not going well, I'll go. So I'll, I'll there's a good chance I'll be fishing for smallmouth in the afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, we're all excited. I mean, I think for the anglers, for everybody, uh, I think we're all excited to watch this event unfold because I think it's going to be good regardless. I mean, obviously this is a curveball, but I think you guys are going to figure them out and it's going to be a good event. So, yeah, I'm excited. Anytime you're on Pickwick in the spring, big things can happen for sure. I think it'll take, you know, I think it's going to take almost 100 pounds to win. Yeah, right, right. Almost 90 is what I picked for fantasy. So, yeah. you know. Cool. All right, dude. I gotta Thanks, go. Right See you. Good luck. Thank you. So, there's your summary of how Pickwick's gone. There's your uh, your your Scott Martin cameo on the Hellabass uh, live stream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, he should. Of... I think he'll catch him tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think a lot know. of guys are gonna catch him. <clears throat> yeah, his is gonna be interesting because I was with him when he figured out his bite. So. Sure. Was uh, you know, not getting into details. Was he setting the hook a lot? Was he pulling on a lot of fish? What what kind of what kind of strategy was in play? Kind of both. Like at first, he was just setting the hook, and then he kind of started figuring out what was going on, and much more low key then. So you guys um, saw some quality on day one. They're all yelling at each other again. <laughs> It's 24-7 mayhem in here. Yeah, except for, like, maybe for, like, five hours at night when they're sleeping, it gets quiet for just a Yeah, a and then you wake up in the morning to pots banging or foghorns going off or someone's or getting Billy. hot sauce somewhere. Yeah, or Billy. <laughs> Billy's a morning person, so. Uh, Gary's, uh, he's, he's taking the hot take, and he's updating his fantasy total, so. Yeah, right. yeah, no. I mean, they're gonna catch it. Like, really, dude. The only way they're not gonna catch them is if it gets super muddy, and that's like chocolate milk muddy. Um, which, with the water having been at winter pool, I don't think it'll get that muddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's, I, I mean, and there's grass in Pickwick, so there's certain areas that will obviously have the ability to filter themselves much quicker than others. So it'll be interesting to see how it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see, but they're going to catch them. And this is Tennessee River. Them fish are used to a little mud. Like, they're not, this isn't like a crystal clean fishery, you know, turn into mud, no. you know, like, that. yeah. You know, they've seen mud before, so it's not going to like completely freak the fish out. Well, it's Pickwick, man. They turn, they crank, the faster they crank the current here, the more they bite. I swear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it should be cool. Um, so, you, so you, what was the biggest fish you saw in practice? Four and a quarter. Okay. So not no freaks or anything, but just quality fish. Nothing crazy big. I haven't seen any anything crazy big in any of the practices. The biggest bass I've ever seen, though, I shot a picture of for Hank Cherry at St. John's. An eight, eight and a quarter. Whatever one he caught the first day. Sure. But nice. yeah, nothing crazy big here. I haven't really heard of anything crazy big either. Just like lots and fives. 
lot. Yeah, I've seen a few like weird angle pictures of some fish that hard to tell. Like, are those four pounders or those seven? Pound- you know what I mean? Like, they're like weird. Like, there's stuffy, a like- lot of four to five pounders being caught. Yeah, but I mean, there's a- and like I would not be shocked to see a nine, ten, eleven pounder during the event at some point. No, if you look back routinely at Pickwick, normally there is. Yeah. You might see, you might see like a six or seven pound smallmouth. That'd be the coolest oh, thing. I think that a six pound smallie, I think, is almost guaranteed, honestly. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, no, that almost as crazy as that sounds, like it's Pickwick and literally every gate is wide open right now. Like, <laughs> talking prime conditions for those suckers. Yeah. Interesting, but I was watching like a little bit of the Davy Height thing, and like there's can't be water where he was catching them. <laughs> like that's no. got to be. Well, I don't know. Like it's no, gonna have to yeah. come up a lot to be water where he was catching them. Uh, we were we'll actually just watching that before I hopped on with you. Yeah, that's because like when I was there in November, like you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't get there. <laughs> You'd need to get your boat and then get a four wheeler out and then drive. <laughs> like it's yeah. you're a long ways away on shore before you get to where he was fishing um, in that tournament. So, but maybe yeah. by the end of the week you might be able to get there. Who knows? Yeah, no, I mean, like like Scott said, man, the river the river is going to go up three feet overnight and probably two feet during the day tomorrow. Nice. Like she's going up, which is going to be super interesting because like there's backwaters that you can't hardly get into today right that you will be able to get in tomorrow and then even more by the end of the week like so literally like you think of that stuff that like uh kevin short was fishing cypress trees when he won that tournament you know uh yeah i don't think you get there by boat right now <laughs> like well maybe now but you couldn't in practice right like yeah it's so. barely even come up so far we have a creek in the backyard so we've been watching it but uh it wasn't really coming up that much during the day, but I'm sure overnight we'll wake up and look down at it and be like, oh, the water's two feet higher. It'll be interesting how it comes up, right? Because, like, uh, Waterloo is two-thirds of the way down um, the mm-hmm. river, or at least halfway, if not two-thirds. We're down where it's more wide. Right. And so I, it might take longer for it to come up down there. Yeah. Whereas, like, up at the top, it might come up much quicker. Yeah, uh, like up by seven mile and up by the dam and, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, if you want to know, like, from what I've heard, I think um, I think seven mile and I think seven mile is going to be a really big player. I don't know if that's where these guys are going, but that's kind of the talk. Sure. Well, that's seven mile means smallies, honestly, mostly. I mean, there's I mean, there's spots in marginal, but there's, there's a lot of smallies up. Well, I guess it depends on what part of Seven Mile. If we're talking about the top of Seven Mile or the like, the top of Seven Mile all, is like all around land. it, but like the bottom of it, small Seven Mile is more largemouth land. But. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. The water's so low, and it's been low for so long. There's fish in places they shouldn't be, so yeah. it's going to be. And then now it's going to go up. So once again, it's going to be weird. But like you know, Kroger, like that that'll play always will. For sure. Um. But yeah, and then I don't. The tail race has been weird because those guys were up there, and it's like I'm sure you know from being up there, like you kind of maneuver around and nobody's catching anything, and then all of a sudden someone catches one, and you're like, are they doing something different? Are they on a good spot? Or it's such a weird phenomenon. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, that'd be interesting though, because two th- like the lower end, like down past Waterloo, I feel like the water levels 
will be easier to adjust because that's more yeah. like creeks and like you know it'll just go up on the bank a little bit like it won't like but like when you get up by like kroger and seven mile in that area there's like a giant backwater in the middle of seven mile island that was probably darn near dry during practice that's going to have two feet of water in it tomorrow and by the end of practice gonna have four feet of water in it you know yeah. what i mean so like that's that could be really crazy on how that unfolds uh i don't know if you paid attention like the tail race once you get out in the boat is nothing like you'd expect it like it's super subtle not a lot going on you know what i mean like when you sign mm-hmm. it and graph it like it you just like i don't know when you watch it on video you just ex- you expect to see like oh there's going to be like these very obvious boulders they're going to create these current scenes but it's like really subtle stuff and uh it's i don't know it's it's really interesting. It, it was nothing like what I expected when I graphed it. I mean, it's all hard bottom, but it it's not what I thought it was going to be when I started looking around at it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but that's the thing is like, is that current, you know, you could find those tail race fish now, but if the current comes up and the water comes up, those current seams are going to constantly move and then fish will constantly move. So yeah, it's going to, the tail race and be a local favorite deal. I think. Or somebody that really understands current, you know, like somebody like Zeb said, like a Brian Schmidt or somebody mm-hmm. that's got a ton of river experience that really understands, you know, current and scenes and how they adjust and how they move. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. So what is a what is a day one of the tournament look like for you? What's what what is your plan? Are you out in the boat? Are you sleeping in and editing? Are you taking pictures on the docks? Like what what's what's your agenda? What does your itinerary look like on a tournament day? Um, so my agenda tomorrow will be, um, wake up at, I don't know, probably four thirty five ish and then, um, drive to, so I'll drive my own truck up to the launch. I normally follow Matt Airy, Scott and McCoy are normally a, a little bit behind. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I go up there then I'll shoot pictures of Airy launching, uh, Hank Cherry, um, and Austin Felix. And then I'll go probably grab a camera from McCoy, um, shoot some stuff from McCoy in the morning. And then it, tournament mornings go fast, man. Cause you don't have a lot of light. Right. Um, and it just doesn't happen very quickly. So then all of a sudden it's like, boom, done, like literally done. It's like 30 minutes to an hour that you just got to get everything done. And then, uh, we all kind of look at each other and go, okay, cool. Let's go home. And then, we all just drive back here, uh, sit down, and we would just watch Bass Live and hang out. Um, and then at weigh-in, we um, we head in and go film weigh-in. Then we come yeah. back and do the same thing all over again. Honestly, so you guys really- they're almost even a little more chill. So you don't go out on the water much in tournaments or do anything filming on the water? No, not really. Um, we, well, we might eventually, like if Scott's doing really good, but like now that he's not in the opens, like with Bass Live, there's a camera on him. So it's like, you know, it's also like, is it really needed? Cause Scott's content is so good with a GoPro. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whereas Brandon has a secondary cameraman, right? Secondary shooter. And he still runs a GoPro, but like, that's his style. You know, that's not necessarily Scott's style. So it's, do you want to do that or not? Um, like if I had my boat conveniently there, we'll go do it. And I actually was going to have my boat at this event, but I totally screwed up the, uh, planning. 
of when it was going to be. So my boat's not done yet. So I get to drive home this weekend and grab it and drive right back down to Alabama. Good times. Yeah. That's, I think a good segue. I think we've, we've covered Pickwick. We can circle back on that. But uh, so the other thing you got going on this year, uh, you're fishing the opens. Is it just the centrals? Is that right? Yeah, I'm just fishing the centrals and then uh, the ABT 100 circuit. So those are my oh, like oh. out of town things. We'll talk about the ABT. We're talking about the central opens. Oh, okay. Central <laughs> opens first. So Pickwick, that's the first one, right? No, Smith. No, ah, sorry, Smith Lake. Smith Lake. Yeah. Yep, right. Smith in two weeks. And I just made like a $700 tackle warehouse order, so I'm definitely going to win it. For sure. But yeah. it won't, and if you win it, it won't be anything you bought in that. No, order. <laughs> 100%. I already eliminated so many baits that. So for, uh, so for the people that are fishing the open, uh, what should they not throw because you've already bought it and you, they can just cross that off their list? Yeah. So I'm going to definitely be throwing Senkos. So you might as well just not even throw them. Uh, five inch Senko, you don't need to throw that at Smith at all. Um, and then uh, I've also bought some wake baits. But. Uh, I'm not going to say what kind because apparently I'm not supposed to. Okay, sneaky stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, th- I've never even thrown a wake bait, so I don't really know. M- well, I've thrown a wake bait, just not a lot. You don't really yeah. do that much in yeah. Minnesota. So <laughs> I think I've thrown a wake bait. I don't know if I've caught a, caught a, caught a fish on a wake bait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to throw it a ton in practice just because it's going to be really cool to watch. That's basically what I think of it. <laughs> yeah. So you you went and looked at Smith right uh, a couple months ago, just to get a look at the lake? Yeah, on my way back from Alabama one time, I dumped in and drove around it for two, three hours. And um, honestly, what's kind of nice is where I think I'm going to end up spending a lot of the time from kind of watching the FLW event and talking to a few different people who know the lake more, um, just getting a better understanding about it. I think I drove around where I'm going to end up fishing, which is good because, like, I've already kind of seen it. I know how it lays out. I have some waypoints. I know what the and I was there. I was there during winter pool, so um, I, I marked a lot of. Uh, I marked a lot of like bank that changed that you don't normally would be able to see just in case mm-hmm. they were spawning. Um, that I could go down and potentially fish, and yeah, I don't know. I just looked at a lot of it. It's a really cool lake, dude. It's just really different, and uh, yeah, don't worry, Bailey. I won't cut any corners. So that's a perfect segue. So I actually queued this thing up right here. I thought it would be fun to watch on the stream. <laughs> yeah. For those of us that haven't seen this, if you missed this on social media, uh, this is how not to drive a bass boat on Smith Lake in a major tournament during blast off. Yeah. Uh, I'll just let the clip play. Yeah. <laughs> But no matter how many times I watch it, it still blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. No, it blows my mind every time. Um, yeah, I don't think Aaron Britt really likes me anymore. I don't really even know Aaron Britt. But, uh, <laughs> so I don't really have a problem saying, but, like, that's just reckless boat driving. So anybody who's watching this, like, don't drive a boat like that. Don't try to cut people on an inside corner on a tournament takeoff with a blind corner when you have a slower boat. Uh, and always wear your kill switch because yeah. there are three things you can definitely learn from this video. Yeah. And then watch right there. He sat down. Clearly didn't. If there was a kill switch there, it didn't get reattached and he put it no, in here. Definitely so didn't. I'm like, still trying to figure out how he didn't get DQ'd at any point 
for first day, second day after posting that video. But dude, I have I have no idea. I mean, he did terrible anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But, but still, and I'm like, glad he's okay because I never want anything bad. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, I'm glad that nobody got hurt. But like, yeah, but like, you look at this and like, like yeah, reckless driving. Didn't, Aaron could have gotten hurt right here by his dumb bullet driving and not correcting and driving with one hand on the wheel at a tournament takeoff and just being dumb. But like. A lot more people could have gotten hurt if uh, he got ejected right here. Or if he had a marshal. Um, <laughs> yeah, or he had a marshal, and he got ejected right there, and that kill switch didn't get pulled because he definitely wasn't wearing it. And he said he takes it off right here, like right here, but I don't know yeah. how he could possibly take that off. No. But, hey, the engine is still running, and he's now standing on the deck. Which is illegal. Which yeah. is illegal. And then he sits back down and puts it in gear and clearly doesn't reach for it to put a kill switch back on. Yeah. So. And I remember, like, Jason Johnson got DQ'd from a tournament on Kentucky Lake. I think it was Jason Johnson as a co, because he made one cast with one foot on the front of a deck from his boater's GoPro. So, like, if he could get DQ'd for that, how does he not get DQ'd for this? That's what blows up. Dude, I have no clue. (laughs) We we have another big storm rolling through right now. Nice. So I, I, I have plans to make a reaction video to that <laughs> this week, I think. Like, I would. Uh, there's Florence so much to talk decimated, about. But we're, uh, we're okay over here. Probably already passed. We're going to a ton of rain, but yeah. Florence is getting crushed again. Yeah, I agree, Doug. I probably wouldn't have posted that. But he's already taken it down. But once you post the internet, it's it lives there forever. So um, Yeah, no, I mean, he did it for the views. Yeah, pretty a little more backlash than he expected. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think, uh, yeah, Aaron Britt doesn't like a lot of people, but I also think there's quite a few people that don't care for him a lot. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I have no clue. I don't know the guy. I just called it like I saw it when I saw the video and I was like, Hey man, glad you're okay. But like that's super reckless boat driving. Yeah. <laughs> and he was not a fan of that comment, but I wasn't the only one who made it. No. I think I think you're in the uh, the majority opinion there. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's your Smith Lake preview. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. I'm gonna do my best to avoid that point. Don't worry. And if you do, you 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 wouldn't post it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I wouldn't post that one. Uh, There'd just be a picture of my hull ripped off after, and be like, "Oh, bad day on Smith. Wrecked the boat." Yeah. Wouldn't uh, post a video though. <laughs> So in your practice for Smith, are you focusing on spots? Are you focusing on largies, even split? Like what is your, I mean, like obviously. You, I'm probably going to fish spots. Okay. I have no idea how to fish spots, but that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I figure if my whole tournament sucks spot fishing, I'll just grab a swim jig and a jig and a Senko and go as far back some creek as I can and just start fishing. Just go down on it. Yeah. Like I, the thing from what I've seen, like, one of what John did and talking to some other people, like um, there, there's, there's a lot of, there is a lot of largemouth in Smith. That's kind of a misnomer that there isn't. Um, But from what I've heard is a lot of the area you target them, there just isn't a lot of it. And this is a sold out open, like 225, 250 boats, right? Like those fish are going to get crushed. Like, I'm not even going to go try it. Like, so they're going to get, like, even the guys who are like, I'm going to go try it for an hour, they're going to set the hook on two or three of them. Like, it's just going to get hurt. So I might go scope it out, but I'm definitely not going to cast. 
Um, like I said, I'm probably going to spend most of my time, most of my time fishing spots. And that's from um, just doing research and talking to like, talking to Ari and um, Hank Cherry and Justin Lucas and a, a few different guys just kind of about what they would do and what they look for. So, yeah. Um, and I think, right, but the FLW, what are they, what are they, 150 boats, maybe a little less? That tour event? Yeah. I think it was like 160. Yeah, it's right around 150, but you're going to have 250 in the open, right? Yeah. And so, Coes. And, and Coes. There's no, FL, there's no Coes in that FLW. Like, so you're almost, and, there's, and there's limited practice there. Now you're talking guys who are going to go there for a week and just jack them. So. And then they saw John Cox winning on largemouth, so that's going to be And that's the other reason yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because, no. like, apparently you can catch them in other places too, so I'm going to go look for some of those off-the-wall places where I might only get one or two bites. And that's kind of the type of fisherman I am. I'm not a numbers guy. I'm a five-bite guy. So I'm going to go look more for – the bigger fish and I mean for me the opens like um is obviously I want to qualify for the elites that'd be super sick uh this is my first year doing it um I'm lucky enough to have sponsors kind of helping me get there and uh putting out video content for everybody to see and like this is part of my journey and like I'm not gonna go there and just like fish for a check I'm only fishing three of them. Like I'm going to try to win every one of them. So I've already made that up in my mind. I don't care if I have a bad practice. I don't care how it goes. Like I'm trying to make a classic and every, I'm going to try to triple qualify. I'm going to try to make a classic in every one I fish. Um, so that's just the way I I'm looking at it. Like luckily, you know, with the way my work's set up and I've, I've been lucky to have a really good first year doing this. I don't have to worry about going and fishing the opens and being like, I need a check today. Granted, like a check would be awesome and I'd really like it, but that's never going to be my mentality in these events. I'm going to swing for the fences in each one of them and maybe finish 200th in every event, but I'll learn. So it's whatever. So if you get a check, you can get Supreme tacos instead of regular tacos on the way home. Yeah, I always get the Supreme. So (laughs) just living large. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Maybe maybe you could ask them nicely not to crush your tacos. Um, yeah, no, that dude, that was yeah, that was a major <laughs> bummer. I was really disappointed by that. I haven't had one of those experiences in a long time, and I finally got food. And like, like what people don't understand is so like when I got home from Knoxville, I filmed uh, an ice fishing championship, and then I had to do a couple clam things quick that first week of March. And then like when Wednesday hit, I basically locked myself in my house editing. And then Sam came over and just edited for a week and a half, two weeks straight, like literally did not leave my house. And then all of a sudden, like one of the nights McCoy's having a live stream and he's like, yeah, when are you coming down? And I was like, Oh yeah. You know, in a week and a half. And he's like, well, that's after the event. So that's not going to work. So, um, I ended up figuring out I had to leave in a few days. So like my whole schedule and everything coming down here was such a mad scramble, a hundred percent my own fault um, in terms of planning. So like that morning when I left and everything, like I was just scrambling to get down here, drove the whole way in one shot, literally made two stops. Um, 
and yeah, I got those tacos and like, that was going to be the highlight of my day. And then I opened them and they were smashed everywhere. And it was just a long, long few weeks, man. But, uh, yeah, that just, you know, it happens. Nice. So speaking of editing, um, what, what were we editing for? Oh, I was editing the one. Um, so I've actually been working on it for uh, since we shot it, basically. Um, but more of just finalizing it. So, uh, yeah. Filmed this series with Sobe back in the middle of October in Minnesota. Um, if you guys remember in Minnesota when we had that random freak, like, one week where it snowed like 15 to 20 inches across the state and it was just cold as balls and it sucked. That was the week we filmed it. So, um, yeah, I've been editing that for a long time. And then, yeah, when I got back, it's just been literally edit, edit, edit for that. So, uh, quick question from Bailey here. Um, do you ever plan on catching a big fish in the one series? This yeah, like episodes four through seven is Bart Clinic Fest. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. The the next I'm telling you get like the next episodes are really good. Like really good. Um but yeah, like the next one like was one of the best days I've had on the water in probably the last like five years. Nice. I, I I actually enjoyed season three or chapter three, episode three. I didn't, <laughs> dude. That was so brutal. You don't like <laughs> learning so much about bo- new bodies of water. Like it, it's and last year, like we were really busy all year, and you don't really get a lot of time to like. We don't practice on these lakes. Like if I happen to go down there for fun, I went there for fun. But like I know where the big ones. I know the lakes that have the big ones. So, like, the one lake we went to, like, that I call Land of the Giants, um, I've been to a lot. And, like, dude, I've caught 23-plus pounds there every time I've been there. I've caught a five-and-a-half or bigger every time I've been there. Never have it. Um, I just – but I'd never been there that late when the water's in the 50s. But, like, looking at the lake and the way it sets up, it's a lot of wood, um, offshore brush, or, like, really shallow grass, right? So, I was like – should be amazing when the water's 50 degrees. Nope. Definitely not. Problem Got was, to- it was already in the 40s by then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it was terrible. And um, I actually went back a week after because I was so mad that we didn't catch them and I got skunked again. So uh, yeah, that I don't know what is with that lake and way late, but they just, I don't know where yeah. they go. I think that, they lake got, that lake got really feast or famine late in the year. From what I understand, so yeah, I don't even think it's feast. I don't even think it's feast, man. I think well, it's- I think it was mostly famine late in the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so the one, the premise, right, is uh, to catch a seven pounder. So you're doing everything you can to catch either a seven pound largemouth or seven pound smallie in Minnesota. Yeah, uh, I mean, preferably both. To be honest, <laughs> would like to get one one of each. But uh, yeah, and this is season two, so there was a season one. Uh, which season one was close, but no cigar, right? It was a six. You got a six and change. I got a six fifty six in season one. Yeah, yeah, and that was the biggest in the one series, right? 
Yeah, and then I think Bankston got a six pound seven ouncer smallmouth. We had two six and a halfs basically. Um, so it doesn't count. Banger doesn't count. He wasn't no. really part of it. He was just happened to be on the same lake in the same day. I agree, but uh, no, I think our biggest smallmouth was like five and three. Five and three quarter, but like a seven pound smallmouth is like <laughs> seven pound largemouth is hard. Seven pound smallmouth is different world, for sure. Well, either I mean, up where we live, they're both out of this world. To be honest, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I've not like I don't know. You passed on apparently you post on some Minnesota forums, and seven pounders are everywhere in Minnesota. But I've I think I personally held one. Um, and it was probably 10 years ago, Sylvie and I, just when we started fishing out of my red lawn. Still the biggest bass I've ever seen in Minnesota. And it might have been me. And I've caught one. Like, and I've put a lot of time in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't just happen. Yeah. Like, um, so, so in this, so last year you guys kind of like filmed them, pumped them out this year or this season you kind of filmed them all and now you're running them all this spring what's the any any reason or strategy or why you guys decided to do that as a kind of a special block series or what's uh what was the plan behind that um so the i mean there were a few different reasons i mean number one obviously uh viewership for open water is just better that time of year like by the end of the year, people are pretty burnt out on open water. Uh, people are watching football. People are watching hunting. They don't really care that we're trying to catch a seven pounder, right? People are getting ready for ice fishing. So we wanted to put it out in the spring um, just for that reason. And the, the other reason was we wanted to be able to dedicate like seven or eight days to literally filming everything, get home chillax and actually review it like this is the first project that me or sam are ever done like this where we just delayed posted everything um this definitely come with like its challenges and like you know the the good parts of it like where we get back into it now and like it's fun going back through it and being like this is what happened and you're just learning more and doing more things but that's kind of what the biggest part was was just uh waiting um, plus, plus it's time to it's hard to get content in minnesota this time of year because yes. ice is getting bad there's not open water what water is open is still almost frozen so it kind of works out right so. yeah it's kind of just fill a void so i mean that and that's what we're just trying to do fill a void for people uh so that bass content and open water content just get psyched for the year so that that's really what kind of the whole goal there was but then like I said, we wanted to put this together over like four or five months and uh, make it like a movie for people. That that was really the goal was like make it like a Netflix series, make it like an Amazon series, like make it the most best produced content we could and then uh, put it out there because, I mean, we can make really good videos turn and burn style, right? But I'd rather sit down and really go through it and like make sure we're getting the best possible content you possibly can out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how many are in this series like how many videos I don't know I haven't finished it yet 
so even though like so the best part is like you guys had like you could have chipped away at it yeah no like you could have done it but you still waited to the last minute to like (laughs) yeah yeah no i mean there is part of that but like part of the editing process for this was like right uh so i've been editing a lot of the video um soby kind of goes through and does final touches fonts um certain b-roll sequences cutting certain stuff out whatever but like the laying the timeline down and telling the story that that's a lot of what I'm doing. Um, and for me, like I spent two or three months literally almost watching all the GoPro footage just to find like small, funny things or whatever might've happened that would, that didn't get stopped on or whatever. Cause we recorded everything, like mm-hmm. every camera kept running. Um, so I, it was a lot of process to go through and do that. So now that like I've done that, um, it's kind of chopping it down then. So that that's basically what it is. Sure. And then, like, is there any like big disconnect? Do you find yourself going like, man, what? Because like when you turn and burn, right? Like, it's easy to remember what happened last Tuesday or last Sunday or whatever. Like, did you find it difficult to be like, man, what what happened on day three of our seven day trip? That like, how did it go? Like, yeah, no, I honestly remember it all. I have a pretty good memory with that stuff. Like, whether it's in terms of fishing spots, lakes I've been to, where I was, like things like that, I remember really well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain small things like in episode three when like Brock basically broke his ribs setting a hook on a log. Um, I forgot about that. And I almost spilt, like spit my coffee out when I was going through that clip and I refound it. Um, so that was really funny, but most of it I know. And like, I remember where it is and that's why now, like it's easy for me to put it all together. Um, and it's more of the reason I don't know how long it'll be yet is just because it's more of just seeing how the story morphed and also like where Sobe wanted to cut each day off. Uh, like that was a big part of like episode one was like, that was only three hours of fishing. Um, we very could have well have put the beginning part of episode two into the end of episode one. And like, you know, it's just figuring out that flow and making sure it flows. So I think it'll end up being probably seven, maybe six, maybe eight, but probably seven videos. So do you recommend everybody watch them as they come out or just wait and then and binge them like Netflix when they're done? I'd rather everybody watches them as they come out. I mean, you can always go back and binge them, but watch them as they come out. The so best watch them as they come out and then binge them again. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, if you, here's the thing. If you haven't watched them yet, binge the first three and then watch them as they come out from episode four on. Like I'm telling you guys, episode four on is, it is some of the most fun I've had fishing and like, Dude, the conditions sucked. Like, it legitimately snowed 10 inches on us one day. Like, I couldn't find rods on the front deck of my boat. Um, my boat, like, I have a 20-foot, you know, 20-foot Triton, 250-horse motor. Like, my boat routinely does 69.70. And I, on the going off the water one day, I could only get it up to 56. There was so much snow and ice and just crap just on it and like i feel so bad for what my boat is about to go through the rest of this series that you guys will see it was so bad um it it was brutal but it's really good film and you guys will like it a lot yeah uh youtube's because i don't know if you saw it i pulled it up it's actually on sobi's channel s-o-b-i 
Uh, that's where it's all at. You can watch season one from last year, and then actually it's almost two years ago now. Honestly, right? yeah, it's a year and a half ago now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, S O B I Sobi, or just, yeah, it's probably search Sobi. You'll see them. Uh, that's probably the best way to do it. Um, yeah, I'll put a link down in the description uh, after this video. But it's good stuff. These guys know what they're doing. Um, I probably can catch more fish than these guys, but these guys are way better at making videos than I am. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> could have very uh, much used the veteran uh veteran rich out there the first three or actually episodes two and three were pretty brutal i feel like didn't what wasn't that about the same time i went out and busted the, that that big one was we cool. were so we texted you when we were filming it you caught a six and a half on one of the lakes i wanted to go to yeah. um and we didn't end up going there but yeah yeah so we literally called me and he's like <laughs> that was the day that was the days we zeroed that was literally the day you that was episode caught. three <laughs> yeah that was episode three it was that day um right. yeah no it sucked man like but like you remember it was cold as shit that oh, day it was dude. not a fun day to be it was like 35 degrees it was cold and, and windy. It, it, it blew more than they said it didn't get as warm as they said it was gonna get it was not a no, pleasant day it was so like, cold um uh, sycamore asked a good question like how much how much labor goes into a 30 minute fishing video for you? No, nah, which, which series just roughly. I mean, so uh, that honestly, it's tough. Cause like, if it's, it really goes by video and I know that's sure. like a really big cop out answer. Right. But like episode three, right. Where like we caught however many fish that video took me four days to edit legitimately took me 30 to 40 hours but like episode four you're gonna see come out that took me 10 yeah like so it really varies based on like what you have um and it's not necessarily like i need to stretch it or whatever like i want to make it epic but like like episode four coming out like dude we freaking blasted them so the story you just going through and you, the story tells itself. The B roll is all there. Like it's perfect. We so don't need to have like six minutes of Bart's food critiques to make it. Yeah, video. no, we don't got to go through me eating tons of Casey's. Um, <laughs> but at minimum, mostly like you're going to spend a day filming and a day yeah. editing. Like that's like the bare minimum. Like it's, yeah, I say, I always say for me, like if I'm going to put out a good video, whether it's the one or the crappie chronicles. Um, or anything I've done, there's one day, like the first day of editing, um, is like, there's one day of like 15 to 16 hours, right? Like dead straight where I just go ham. And then there's like a second day of probably six to eight hours of like fine tuning or like combing back through it and getting everything really dialed. That's generally about how much it is. And I spend about half that much time editing and it kind of shows. So yeah, yeah. Hey, some people love those kind of videos. So it, it just <laughs> I never once I see somebody on Sobe's videos and be like, get rid of all this fancy stuff, just show me some GoPro and some fish catches. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy because like three or four years ago, everybody got sick of the dang chesty and the the console shot and everything. Everybody wanted a seven drone high production and starting to go back. So like if you want to get into it, just hop into it, grab a GoPro and go. You're kind of a testament to that. Yeah, I try to make, I mean, I, I'm always running two cameras to try to get multiple angles and try to take at least that fishing to like that next level. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm still like, 
this is my b-roll camera this is my big camera this is my <laughs> yeah Dude, camera. phones are the way to do it they're so good now uh, uh you got one fan of the the, the food reviews uh so that's cool. i appreciate you uh panger did catch some stuff through the ice so if you go back and watch what the first two episodes of the crappie chronicles yeah, he was in episode two and four. He was there for day three. It's just me and Panger did not catch them. Um, but yeah, the episodes two through four, he he caught a bunch. Episode two, like, dude, we smashed them. Like him and I probably caught fifty to sixty fish a piece through the ice that day. Like we crushed them. Yeah, appreciate it, Chris. Uh, we love the support. Uh, Speaking of this, Hayden, like I want an official invite, like when they're biting. Just throwing that out there. Little Arsenal compilation collaboration. I need to get up there for some big smallies. Yeah, Hayden fishes in the dumb cold though. Like I'm, I'm, I'm game. I got, I I have ice fishing clothes. I just don't like. Hayden's legit. I mean, obviously he's my tournament partner. Hayden's taught me more about smallmouth fishing than any YouTube videos or anybody else out there could so hayden's a very naturally gifted smallmouth angler um so definitely go with him yeah and yeah he fishes and he fishes until his trolling motor freezes locked down until waves are freezing on the front of the boat yeah no normally his last outing every year he has to uh go through a car wash and spray his trolling motor so that he can actually put it back Yeah, Sycamore, they catch some good crappies, but they're not like down south big crappies. So, but they're big Minnesota crappies. Uh, we, so me, me, Panger, Waldo, and uh, Griff all talked about this. Minnesota has probably more like top end big crappies than down south. They just have a ton. Like their median average, instead of like the Twin Cities where our median average is nine to 11, theirs is 14 to 16. But like, you very rarely see an over 16. Like I, I would, we were talking to Panger about it because he goes trophy crappie hunting. But they're, but they're 16 inches weigh two and a half pounds. Yeah. But like that one, that one Waldo caught was a three and a quarter and three and a quarter pound crappie. Yeah. I'll send you some of my my dad's buckets from Falcon. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, they're both a little different, but you get what I'm saying? Like, like Minnesota is like, you see 18s coming out of Minnesota in the winter. And those are a lot of those are three and a half to four pound fish because of the lakes they're coming from. Yeah. So I'd be remiss if I forget to thank Arsenal Fishing for supporting the show. So just want to make sure we shout those guys out. Uh, and remember, I've got codes for Arsenal and Ami and a few other places down in the description below. So uh, don't forget to patronize those places and support the show and help yourself and help me. So um, just want to make sure we don't forget to mention that. Um, yeah, no. I love Dan. Arsenal's great. They made my jersey, too. So if you need there jerseys, you Arsenal so, Customs. So we'll see those. Because you're, you're actually going to do some videos of your... Sorry, is there a video coming out from your first... So, all right. So you're fishing the ABT 100s as well, which is a top team trail in Alabama. Yeah. You had one of those. Is there a video coming out from that? Yeah. I've just been really backlogged. <laughs> a lot of content coming out from my end lately, man. So that one's kind of got put on the back burner, but uh, I'm hoping to edit it once I get home. Like, I think I'll be caught up basically on everything Monday when I get home. Um, so then it'll kind of be, 
probably chillax for a day or two, uh, hang out with the girlfriend and then, um, get all the rods rigged and stuff like that. And then, um, probably edit those two videos and get them ready to go out so that after the opens, um, I can start putting out all the open stuff because you're going to see all that. So. Yeah, cool. So we'll see your 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 Arsenal Customs jerseys and these videos and the opens mm-hmm. and the tours. Uh, what's up, Chad? Uh, is uh, is the FLW going to Dale Hollow? Is that right? Or sorry, the Pro Circuit? I think I have no clue. Is that what he's talking about? I think Dale Hollow is going to be really. I've heard really good things about Dale Hollow. So I've heard it's like the next. It's long, like emerging. Like yeah. it's very good on yeah. the way out. So I would expect good things this spring. I don't know mm-hmm. a lot about it, but I've heard good things. Um, uh, do, 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 do. So, yeah, I, I actually think Rod Hellman's new camera angle is pretty cool. Um, I know it seems like it sticks out a little more than I like, but he's got, a pretty, seen it. Where is it? he's got a pretty, he's got a bracket or an arm that comes off his trolling motor. So when it stows, it lays parallel to the gunnel. And then when it goes out, it sticks out like three feet in front of the boat with a GoPro shooting up at him. So it's like, the console mount, but out in front of the boat staring at you. So instead of staring at his ass or the back of his jersey all day, it's staring at his front from a, a low point of view. I mean, it's fine. It's going to be a giant pain when you get in some big waves or uh, either big waves or fishing around docks or fishing around. I, haven't, I haven't seen if he's put out his. I'm sure he's got. I sure he has put out his. Uh, Florida video. I should go back and watch it to see what it looks like in the actual tournament. I mean, the reason the console one is so good, right? You can go to the front and everything, but like, think of like the number one thing that makes a video good, right? Is camera stability. One of the number one things, camera stability, stable angles. Um, If you have it on the front there, like, yeah, it's cool. You're getting a good angle, but ultimately like you get any waves and you're bouncing up and down, your camera's just going to be going like this the whole time. Like people are going to get nauseated watching that. Yeah. Um, that's why the console is so good because like when a boat goes up and down, that, that one area stays pretty the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely not a, it's an alternate camera. It can't be your yeah. primary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. But like, it's a cool angle for like, depending on what you're doing for sure. To mix it up and get some extra stuff in there for sure. Yeah, um, and I think with the newer GoPros, like the nines with their stabilization, it it might actually work pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Matt Welcher's impressed that you came to fish the hundred, the ABT one hundreds, and you were actually were like one bite away from a check, right? You finished like thirty something. Yeah. No, and you'll see in the video, like we were one dumb decision away from having a check. Like we had, we had a check basically mailed and delivered, and we left it. Um, yeah, you, I mean, you'll see in the video, like, um, I can talk about it a bit now. It's been like three or four months, so I don't really care, but, uh, we were on Lay Lake. It was like, dude, it was like a high of like 40 degrees every day. It was cold. Water temps dropped from like 51 down to 46. Um, so when we, we just ended up going spots fishing mainly, I found a really big school of them up the Coosa river probably uh, 15, 20 miles. Um, got there at around 11 to noon. We started doubling up. Like we were catching so many fish, man. And um, we called up with two pounders like twice on this spot. And we ended up leaving 
because uh, we thought we were going to need 15 to get a check. Um, ended up weighing like upper 10s, maybe low 11s. Uh, last check at 20th was like 12 pounds. Like we did the math. Like we had a three, three and a quarter pound spot. Um, if we would have gotten all two, two and a quarters, like we would, we would have finished in like the top 15. Um, it was just, just a dumb decision of us not believing we knew what was going on when we did. Um, or like, we were just thinking like, Oh, we suck. We're from Minnesota. And like, and I just think that's something you learn on the road. Like, just never think like that. Like believe the lakes fishing, like you think it is. Um, otherwise you're just going to end up making a dumb decision like we did and could have very well came home with like 1500 bucks to two grand. It's a dumb decision. Live and learn. Yeah. You can go to Facebook and, uh, I think this past week there's a, a relationship status update. on. Oh yeah. Dad. Yes. I have a girlfriend now. Somehow that happened in my like two weeks back home, um, in between events. It must've been the one series, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Promotion for the one. Uh all right. Well let's let's make it happen, Hayden. Uh this is a good question. Best GoPro mic without dropping a hundo. Uh, uh don't use a GoPro mic, wear a chesty. I was gonna say my take is wear the damn chesty. Like yeah, you get wear a chesty as audio. Best audio you can have. Even Your if chest you automatically blocks wind, like it's guaranteed. Yeah. Uh I was gonna say the same thing, like uh even if you don't take a single bit of footage from the chesty, it's gr- normally 90% really good audio. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. said, you're a natural windscreen. The other thing is you don't realize when you talk, all your sound comes from your diaphragm and your chesty sitting right there. So it just like yeah. gets it. Like when I use external mics on my A7 for people, like I don't, I never have that sitting out here, right? Like when I filmed Pekagama for the Champions Tour, it was blowing 40 that day. Sustained, never had an issue. It's all clipped right in here. Because that's where all your voice comes from, right there. So it just grabs it. So yeah, chesty by far, chesty. Even your chest. Well, you're using a GoPro five. Is it because your coat? Is it? Yeah, and if your coat's rubbing on it, that can be a thing, right? You're using a GoPro five, or you're using a waterproof case. Stop using a waterproof case. Yeah, just get the frame. Yeah, and also don't take the door off. If you have a door. Like sometimes some of the GoPros, if you take the door off, like that's one of the audio inputs, just research it quick. Like the best, the best audios are on GoPro fours or uh seven, eight, nines are really good. Yeah. My five has got terrible audio. Yeah. Fives are awful. Like by far the worst. Like it's got a constant hum on it and every little like touch or thing. Like, <laughs> like just, yeah. Sevens are really good though. Yep. It's a five. There you go. And your door is off. Yep, that's five. That's the worst audio you can get. There you are. This is a good question. I don't. I don't know anybody really knows this, um, Nathan. We talked about it early in the show, but I, I, I don't know how to tell. Like, I, no. anything is possible. Probably a mix. Probably somebody mixing up. I think even when I watched the like one of the little videos, even Davy Height when he won at the tail race, he was mixing it up with stuff downriver to supplement it. Yeah, I mean, this time of year, though, you can win it straight up at the tail race, especially with the conditions we got. Um, But the one thing you will know about Pickwick tomorrow is it is going to fish very small the first two days, which not a lot of people would have thought, but it is going to. Because of the low water. Well, I don't know. Because of the low water. And there are 
about three areas that a lot of guys have been in. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Because it has the potential to spread out. Yeah, no, it totally has. And it might tomorrow, but like that's just from what I've seen. I think it's going to fish really small tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see if many guys run way down to like Tennessee, Mississippi almost. Yeah, I, don't, I talked to a few guys that did not do well down there. So they, they could, but. But it's got their bigs down there. Trust me. <laughs> oh no, that's where like that's normally where you see like the eight to ten pounder is down on that end. But yeah, and that's where the ledge stuff goes down. Is down. I mean, like right out in your front, like right out in your back window is where the ledge bite goes down. Yeah, man. Wish I could tell you where they are right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, Bailey. Honestly, if you want to go cheap, get a refurbished four. <laughs> Dude, I'll sell you a four for eighty bucks. Text me. Uh, do you think forward facing will play at Pickwick? I do think it'll play. I don't know if it'll be dominant, but it'll definitely be a factor. I don't think it will. I mean, oh, people will catch them. Wait, like, no, so okay, false. Um, what will play on it is seeing grass, not not the fish eating, but seeing grass. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be dominant, but no. people will catch. I mean, it, it will, will be a tool that people use. Yeah. yeah. And like I don't think you can use it up at the at the tail race. Like there's just way too many rough fish and just yeah, there's way drum and catfish and carp and yeah, it's nuts. Like um I don't think you missed anything juicy. You missed some some basics that I don't think would surprise you, Chad. <laughs> Chad knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh top picks for Pickwick. Oof. Uh there's I don't know. Uh, I mean I I think Obviously, you can go back and watch my fantasy video from last week. Um, but some people to watch for, there's a lot of them, honestly. Uh, I mean, I think absolutely, uh, what's his name? The local. Why can't I think of his name? Justin, Justin Atkins. Atkins. And Buck, yeah, like he's he's going to be really, really shocked if he's not fishing on Sunday. He's going to be tough to beat. Um, but there's a lot of guys to watch. Hackney, Christie, Walters, Scott. Uh, I mean... Canterbury, I think, could be good. Um, I'll give you one name that I don't know how he's going to do, but he's a local that nobody has talked about. And I don't didn't know he was a local until uh, I was hanging out with a guy he's rooming with. Clint? Brock Mosley. Sure. Yeah, he's, he's actually – Mississippi he's side. He's a West End. He's a West End Pickwick local. He's yeah. He lives right on the border. Yeah. Doesn't have Alabama on his name, so people forget about it. But I'd watch out for him. So if there's a guy that's gonna make that big run to the lower end and make something happen down in that Bear Creek and all those areas down there, he could be sneaky good down there. Could be. I mean, he could fish a whole lake. I don't know. I'm well, just that's what I'm saying. But like he, he might he has a lot of experience there. That's what I'm saying. He's got that knowledge that like. There could be a lot of guys that went down there and spent half a day and didn't figure it out down there. If he goes down there, he's going to know exactly what he's fishing down there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, I mean, like you said, Atkins is number one. Um, I think Fighter, like just seeing how it laid out, I think Fighter would be a really good pick too. They are not allowed to lock. Um, if they could, honestly, they all would. I don't tell you that much. They all would? A lot of them. The smallmouth bite's outrageous on Wilson right now. Yeah, I mean, it, if guys <laughs> wanted to fish for big browns, they would go up to Wilson. But yeah. guys that are focusing on green wouldn't leave Pickwick, I don't think. Yeah. Not, I, I don't think you could win on green and Wilson. You can win on green and Pickwick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of Actually, them, sorry, not all of them, but a lot of them would lock up this time of year. 
Yeah, I actually disagree, Michael. <clears throat> in ledge season, Pickwick fish is really small. Other times of the year, Pickwick can fish very big. Yeah, this time of year, it should fish really big. It's just, dude, the water's six feet low. Like, there's no, there's no water. Like, there's nowhere for them to go. It's a main river shoot. That's all it's been, man. It's crazy. Yeah, Buddy Gross. Yeah, that's another good one. Uh, good I wouldn't one? surprise to see Brandon Lester be good. Um, yeah, if the water comes up a little bit, I could see Todd doing well. Like, if he can get someplace where he can throw a chatterbait. Um, uh, let's see here. So Chad wants to know what's it like filming for Scotty. Dude, filming for Scott's awesome. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's really nice filming for a guy who knows exactly what he wants. So, like, when you point a camera at him, he's just golden. Like, it's, you know, some stuff you do, like, you know, with the Champions Tour, for example, right? Like, 50% of those guys are used to a camera, 50% aren't. Like, if I point a camera at Scott, it's go. And then if he says something he doesn't like, he just looks at you, he's like, I'm restarting. Like, you never have to tell him anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's really easy um really good great guy knows what he's doing so yeah i mean zero zero complaints he just knows exactly what he wants and i think um i think a lot of guys might look at it and be like oh he works his cameraman so hard or whatever like i don't know dude like a lot of those guys have never seen a cameraman or a youtube cameraman work like in my opinion like like uh like when i helped with some of the Guggen stuff with like soby and everything like those guys work not way harder, but like different level in terms of not sleeping and like go, 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 like no sleep type stuff. Um, Scott's definitely a little more efficient and like TV about it, I'd say. But like, yeah, it's great. Like knows exactly what he wants. So you never have to worry about it. Like, dude, I started taking pictures of him. He gives me like five different poses all within five seconds. Good. Got every angle I needed. Can just leave. It's efficient. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Um, and actually Scott made a little cameo, so you have to scroll back and, and rewatch and, and, and then Scott made an appearance on the stream. So check that out, Chad. Um, the weather, it's rainy, uh, airy for the win. Yeah. Um, I think it, um, I think it just passed actually. Like, I think we might be good now. Like it was, I don't know if you heard, but it was loud here. Like no. it was, it was, Oof, we're in a flash flood warning right now. Yeah, it just passed us, dude. We're out, we're out of it now. We made it. Your internet was better when it was raining. <clears throat> really? Yeah, you're getting choppy again. You were really good for a long time. Um, how is it set up for Walters? Good. Like, I feel like every tournament sets up good for Walters, though. So, Yeah, I don't know. He, <laughs> Dude, he's just on fire. Like, You can't really say it doesn't. We are partying. We're, we're, we're getting close to the end. We're about an hour and a half in. Um, St. Patrick's Day. Is there a big St. Patty's Day vibe in the in the uh, in the, the the elite house tonight? No, we've all been locked up trying to not get blown away by a tornado. <laughs> nice. I wish. So, like, Matt Airy's not making green beer for everybody, and like nothing like that. <clears throat> No, I should actually ask Ari if he's got an IPA. I'm, I'm going to text him quick, actually. See if he's got an IPA. Better yet, has anybody ate Matt Ari's ring pops? 
Um, no, actually, they've been left alone. <laughs> I'm actually really surprised. Yeah, Hackney, uh, I don't know. I just, Hackney's definitely had fast starts in the past and done well and not made the classic at times, but I just feel like there's something about this year that he's just on an influential season. I don't know. That's the vibe I get. I feel like he's going to be a monster this year. Dude, he, um, yeah, he's on fire. The one thing I'll say about Hackney, like, this is, like, total, like, fan side of seeing it, is, um, <laughs> oh, my God, Harry's, Harry's mad at me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, Greg Hackney, first time I met him, right? Super nice guy, great guy, like, really awesome guy. Um, but the first thing I remembered when I met him was, man, you are a lot thinner and shorter in person than I thought you were. <laughs> and he has got the biggest dome, like, physically, like, biggest head that I have ever seen on a human being. His head is just enormous. He needs to join the visor gang. Thanks, boss. Did you have it locked? I had it because Scott and McCoy were trying to mess with me. I mean, really, you could have just woke the laptop. Yeah, I didn't know if people were out here. You want to say hi to Rich? You want to tell him how great Pickwick is? No, not fishing. Howdy. What's up, Matt? Uh, How you doing? You're my my pick tomorrow, so don't let me know. No, No pressure. Uh, I just Adam didn't tell you I'm a practice one apparently. Well, that's good. Everybody knows bad practice means a good tournament. That that is uh, that's very true. I told I told my wife tonight on the phone. I said I've had some of the best tournaments tournaments during worst practices I've ever had, and vice versa. So we'll see what happens. It's 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 going to be a different light tomorrow, regardless. So it might be a blessing in disguise, might not be, but it's it's rising very fast. You won't and, be locked uh, in, and you still got all your ring pops, right? So. I don't have all my ring pops because uh, these kids are – they're. I had to hide a few of them. Let's put it that way. I got I got a secret stash in my room that uh, – oh, I need to show you all something. Hold on. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> what is he grabbing? Oh, no. <laughs> all right. So I'll just show you, I guess. So this is the crib. All right. right this, is, uh, so that's, this is McCoy's whole editing center. This is you the SMC crib style. <laughs> So Scott's still out in the garage, and y'all cannot say anything to anybody about this. Move on. What I have here oh my God. is a crock pot with a whole roll of boom booms in it. <laughs> and that will be his wake-up call very soon. And if anybody watched his YouTube uh, uh, his YouTube video from – where did he prank – where did y'all prank me? I didn't prank well, you. Well, it wasn't even Scott that pranked me. But was this the hot sauce in your cracker yeah, bit you're talking about? Sauce. Thank you. All I can say is payback is that – well, you can finish the sentence. So, so is this is this payback going to be on a future Scott Martin video? Oh, it will hands down be filmed. I can promise you. I don't know <laughs> if it'll make the video, because I don't make that call. But I can promise you, it will be filmed. All right. Thanks for the inside scoop, Matt. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's always stuff going on here. Shenanigans all around. Yeah, Ari wasn't very happy with the hot sauce prank, if you couldn't tell. It, it definitely showed through. I was not part of that one at all. I, was, I actually told him they tried to get him like two or three more times, and I tipped him off. I, I don't, I don't think he was as pissed about the hot sauce as, as he the thought that you guys actually ate all the crackers, which what he was ticked about, I think. Oh, no, dude. He was really mad about that because he thought I did because I crushed a like, good amount of them quick. But, uh, yeah. Nice. 
All right. So, uh, so what else you got? What's the so you got the oh, we talked a little bit. So you opens, uh, you got Smith, and then you have what are the other two events coming up? Uh, Pickwick, and 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 then uh, Grand, right? Yeah, yeah. So then uh, Pickwick end of April, and then Grand in the middle of October. Um, so it'll be a little different. I'm actually really excited to get here in a month or month and a half. Yeah. Like, um, seeing the way it is now, the water temps are like, d- dude, that open is gonna be wide open. Yeah, like it's gonna, it's gonna fish big then for sure. Yeah, like there's gonna be fish. Like I, I think I'll be able to have a school on a ledge, a school maybe not pre-spawn anymore, but like spawning or like shallow fish. Um, like you're going to have a little bit of everything and it's going to be really cool like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's to be determined, Wayne. Uh, it's definitely going to get dirtier. How was the water clarity? It was pretty clean. I assume in practice. Yeah. 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 I moved. Don't worry. Um, Scott's worried. Uh, but, uh, water clarity, yeah, it was fairly clear. I don't know. It was like a Tennessee river. Lake. yeah, it's but, uh, crazy, but, uh, so I think things are going to change, but I think the current is going to make them bite. Yeah. But. Like it's going to get dirty, but I think what people need to understand on Pickwick compared to, I mean, most of the Tennessee river lakes, but Pickwick, especially, um, these fish are current fish. Like, <laughs> They want current. The faster that current goes, the more they bite. So, like, unless they're really literally swimming in mud tomorrow, they're going to freaking chew. Yeah. Um, so, you can speak to this. You, I think you said you learned your lesson after Knoxville. You no longer listen to what happens in the house to affect Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't change my picks anymore. Um, not Knoxville. I had a very good team. I would have ended up probably top 50 in the country, um, which really sucks. But uh, I, I put in my boy, Matt Airy after uh, day one of practice. Cause he was he getting got, a lot of bites. Yeah. He got like 10, 15 bites day one. Yeah. Got a lot of bites. So I was like, bro, he's getting bites. I'm putting them in. I know how Airy fishes. And then um, every day progressively got worse. And he kept telling me that. And I was like, nah, dude, I believe. And then day one he came in and I took a picture of him with his one fish. And I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> one fish. I took a picture of him kissing a one and a half pounder. Nice. Uh, is Scott fishing in the opens? I don't think he is, is he? No. Yeah. yeah. Done with that. He said uh, the one I will tell you, he said last year was by far the most stressful year he's ever had tournament fishing in his life. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I don't know. I'm not changing my team. Uh, no. <laughs> Aries still my pick in bucket D. Uh, there's not a lot of great he's options. He's good at winging it, man. And like he's. He's going to be around them. These guys, you know, everybody has their little teams. They work together. Um, everybody knows that. Um, they, they help each other out. They're all friends. So he'll be around fish. It's just if he catches them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, as, as fast as things might change tomorrow, not being stuck on a preconceived notion can be a blessing in this tournament. So. Yeah. I mean, like, you're going to, it'll be interesting. Like, Ari very much can be a guy who will just go fly around and do whatever. Um, I think Scott's going to be pretty glued from what I uh, have seen with Scott. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't be sub- I mean, I think you'll see some guys that get off to fast starts and you'll see some guys that'll take them a little while to figure out. But I think by the end of the day, most of the guys are going to catch them pretty good. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a slow and steady weight improvement tournament. I don't think you're going to see anyone all of a sudden like blast 25 pounds in one spot, five casts in a row. Um, it's just going to be more pluck them, pluck them, pluck them. Yeah. Thoughts on Clark Wentland? I don't know. I mean, he definitely probably has seen Pickwick enough in different times of the years. I mean, he's he's an old FLW guy, so he has a lot of experience on Pickwick. A lot of these guys have been to Pickwick a lot. Different bite, but, I mean, he's a veteran. I'm sure he's going to do all right. I don't know. I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other with Clark. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, what's up, Frank Jr.? Uh, What are you doing with all your your mornings? You don't got your BTL fix every morning. but uh, yeah, I I think that's the general sentiment. I think this is going to be a good tournament and probably one of the top two or three tournaments that'll go down this year as far as fun to watch as a spectator. So this this and Fork, those are that that's what I think. Um, yeah, I think Welcher. I didn't say that earlier, but I definitely he was like super close to putting him on my team. I this should play right. Actually, this. This changing additions in the water coming up should play right into Welcher's hands and the way he likes to fish. Is that the Chad Smith fishing? My boy. Dude, this is the guy who's got two 10 plusers back to back and then an eight and like seven post spawner. Guy's on fire. Shouldn't leave Florida. Yeah, living in the back of the van down by the river catching bigs. Yeah, I'll see you at Smith. Help me catch spots, please. Thank you. Yeah. But it sounds like uh, there'll be some limited BTL next week coming back. So it sounds like uh, Mark's on his road to recovery. Things are you know going for the better, and we'll see a little bit of content. So that's good. It's uh, yeah, I think Panger is good. yeah Panger will get her going. I was talking to him today actually, yeah. or yesterday. I remember. Cool. Um, and then so we talked about the rest of the opens. Then you've got two more ABTs. What are those looking like when and uh, so ABT 100, the one I'm really excited for um, is it'll be the first week of June on Eufaula. Lead City, Brush, Siles, or Brush Pile City. Um, really excited for that event. Uh, it hasn't been fishing as well this year as it has previous years, so that's got to be a little concern, but it'll be fun. And then um, the last one is the third week in November on Gunnersville. So basically everybody I've talked to has said you're either going to have a blast or you're not going to catch a fish. So that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it will depend on water level, right? If it has high water, you'll have fish lingering shallow. If it gets down to normal, then it'll be all offshore. So, mm-hmm. so Brock wants to know, are you feeling confident about Smith? Yeah. I mean, I um, I will. It's kind of hard to explain. I wasn't for a long time. Ever since I signed up for the opens, I was like, "All right, what am I getting myself into?" Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I think what what following the elites has taught me more than anything, um, these last three events is. I want to say this the right way because, like, these guys are obviously the best in the world. They're crazy good, right? there's not as big of a difference between them skills and mechanically and like fishing a bait wise as you would think. 
it is a lot of mentality mm-hmm. and that can be taught and that can be learned. Um, so kind of from seeing that and decisions and stuff like that, um, for me, it's more turned into like going into Smith. I'm like, yeah, I can go in. Sure. Why not? Let's go do it. Um, rather than being like, oh man, I hope I can catch a couple spots. It's like, yeah, I can go catch fish. Like you cast at a dock, you reel a bait around it. You throw a Senko somewhere, fish bites. Like it's kind of the way I've gone around my whole life is you're chasing a bass. You're not chasing other fishermen. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm pretty confident. The, I, I'm very happy they're they're going to be around spawn, um, or like right after spawn, chasing like herring, shad spawn type ish thing. To get yourself from the thylate worms for this derby? No. Uh, I didn't wasn't watching, but we like jumped way up. We we like hit like 135 plus concurrent viewers on YouTube, which is like blown. Like I think right around 100 was my record. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, that Scott push. <laughs> uh, I think it was right about when Matt jumped on. So maybe it's the, the area effect. Yeah, no, it's the area. I'll tell him that. I like that. Yeah, let him know. Like, hey, yeah, well, Scott came on, yeah, and then once you came on, like the, the views jumped by 30. percent Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell him that. <laughs> To make sure Scott's listening. Um, What's up? Yeah, sick. What are we doing? Oh, yeah, I can move out of here. Do you want to go to bed? I got to move out of here so that Scott can go to bed. Yeah. He's got to catch. Where are you going to catch tomorrow? Wait. What's a good day? 26 and a half. That's it? That's what you're going to catch. That's the only way to get over 100. You got to catch. Okay. And 20s, like high 20s. Got to get his beauty sleep. Sleep tight. All right. See you, Scott. See you, man. We'll get we'll get it wrapped up here pretty quick so it doesn't go too much longer. No, nah, uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, Sycamore, I definitely see this being I, I think some guys will catch him on spinner baits tomorrow. I I don't. No? <laughs> no. It's I I don't know anyone who's caught one on one in practice. I don't know that it's a dominant pattern, but I think fish will be caught on him. Um I know I know Scott'll be throwing two baits probably ninety nine point nine percent of his cast tomorrow on eight different rods. Nice. Um, people, several people say Gunnersville and Pickwick fish comparable. Uh, do you agree? Some parts, yes. Some parts, no. Like there are sections that do and sections that don't. What do you think? The grass does. Yeah. yeah like, like down by Kroger Island, Kroger Island, That's very, like much, feels like, very much feels like Gunnersville. Yeah. Um, some of the lower end, but the top end, not really. Um, there's so many stumps in Pickwick I don't know if you're aware of that, but like now that the water's low, dude, there's stumps everywhere. Yeah. Um, like, did you know how many stumps you drove over in Kroger when you were fishing that before? There's hundreds. They are probably. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> not, I bumped a few getting in and out of places, and the water wasn't even that low. I mean, it was low, but not quite this low. There um, are stumps all over this lake. It is crazy. And the other thing is, like, it, the river changes. Like, when you get down there, there's sections of Pickwick that have a bunch of cypress trees, and there's almost no cypress trees in Gunnersville. So, yeah, no. Um, so, yes and no. I, hope, I don't think that helped you. Uh, Hackney or Christy, I wish I could take them both. <laughs> Based on the way the bite is, I would pick, uh, I'd pick tough. Fighter. <laughs> Dead serious. 
Yeah. Well, what's up, Matt? Hey, Matt, you know what? We need to do a college fishing episode. So if you've got Instagram or something, hit me up. I'd love to have you on here sometime and talk about college fishing at Auburn for one of these streams. That would be cool. Uh, we are falling behind on the chat. He's fishing as a boater in the opens. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pro. I could never fish as a co. Scalish has throw a big O. It's me. Could be me, David. Maybe, uh, Yeah, the Welcher, the, the, the force is strong with the Welchers. Uh, Welcher was a, a strong, strong on my fantasy team almost all late last year. He, he definitely carried me. Um, I think we'll probably wait until we see what happens before we talk about what bait Scott's throwing. <laughs> if you know Scott Martin, you'll know one of them. Um, so, yeah. So you talked about I already forget. You followed. Did you say what the third ABT was? Yeah, Gunnersville. Gunnersville. That'll be cool. Yeah. Um, the whole reason I'm fishing the ABT 100s is to, like, those three lakes were Lay, you follow, and Gunnersville. And when I signed up for them, um, I hadn't really known what I was doing yet with anything. So for me, it was just get experience on three bodies of water that have had classics. Um, you know, a week of experience there is so big. But um, then, I ended up fishing the opens too. And now I'm fishing Smith and Pickwick. Like, dude, I don't like, I'm going to have experience on every single Alabama lake after one year. Like I don't have to come back here. <laughs> I nice. basically have residency in Alabama this year. And what time of year is Gunnersville? Uh, November, but I've fished it in April too. So I fished a national there uh, two or three years ago. There's a frog bite in November. That's what, <laughs> so that's what they're saying. They're like, you're either going to punch or frog. I was like, cool. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't spend all your money on OG Slims, Sean. I'm, I'm thankful that you saved and appreciate it, man. Zeldane <laughs> uh, has he seriously eyeing on him. Atkins too. Ah, man. I, I, for me, it's an easy pick to go Atkins. I don't know. Something you have to take Atkins. I Atkins. love Zaldane as a fan. Something just doesn't feel right this season. Like something just, I mean, he's a great angler, but it just feels like one. Of, it doesn't feel like this year is going to be like his year to be like on him. I don't know. I just get a weird vibe, you know, kind of like Cruz last year just was a bad year for whatever. And he just always zigging when he should have zagged. And I just, I've got a bad feeling about Zaldane this year. Yeah. Yeah. No, you just can't. Uh, yeah. You can't pull Justin Atkins. Yeah. Glad to be back, Gabe. Uh, for sure. So we talked about the one, we talked about the house, we talked about your tournaments. Um, anything going on else with you? Anything else you want to talk about, Bart? Anything exciting? Anything we didn't touch on? My laptop in quick. My computer's about to die, actually. Oh, man. That's a super flattering shot, Bart. Yep. There we go. Um, no. So yeah, I got all that going on. Um, I'm excited for this summer to, I get it. I get to spend it kind of back in Minnesota, um, fishing a bunch of stuff around home and yeah, I'm, I'm excited for a regular summer in Minnesota, man. I don't know about you. Um, I've been really busy kind of 
building everything up, working really hard and then doing my best to be kind of COVID safe um, the past year and kind of with vaccines coming and everything, I'm really excited to just have a regular summer. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't go fish with people that I wanted to go fish with last spring and last summer just to be on the safe side. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, and I didn't, turn, dude, tournament season last year felt like two months in Minnesota. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I need a new computer really badly. McCoy has no clue how I uh, edit. I edit on a 2016 MacBook Pro or MacBook Air. Uh, it has four gigabytes of RAM. So I am the most patient person in the history of the world. Uh, just, it's a testament to don't let your gear hold you back. You guys can do whatever you want. Yeah, I promise you that my machine is no killer machine. <laughs> yeah. I got a, a junky Dell laptop, so. <clears throat> but uh, cool, yeah, I'm excited for the Minnesota season too, and like getting out Smith Mountain uh, last week, catching a few on the Mag Draft and a few others on a few other things is it was got me pumped up. So I'm uh, I got to get the boat fired up, uh, get some new electronics put on here pretty quick. Uh, I think I'm definitely fishing a full circuit of the TBF team tournament on top of a bunch of other stuff. So I expect to fish more tournaments this year, a full circuit. So I'm excited. Are you going to come fish the team trail, Rich? I'm going to fish the TBF team trail. It just works out better for my schedule. No, that makes sense. Uh, come fish an event or two. Actually, we might be full. They're almost all, they all, honestly, almost all of them overlap with the TBF, except oh, really? for the ones that work better for me. Yeah. There's like two or three of them that are right on top of each other. So that happens. Yeah, but I, I'm excited to. I haven't fished a full trail of anything in a while, so I'm excited to do that and have some points and some things to fish for. And and uh... dude, it's just fun, like doing the traveling and hanging out with friends, and just yeah. like I love that. So I, I'm very excited for that to get back into that group. With I travel with Andy Nichols and Mike Nichols, so it's like me and Hayden, like 23 year old. 27 year old and then andy nichols and mike's like 70 something so it's like Like, yeah mike's awesome he's like a freaking caddy he like always makes sure there's beer he makes sure the trolling motor things are tight and the boats are ready and like he's like like yeah we have the just most random rogue crew traveling together and then aaron teal and dan vaselko hop in sometimes or uh james chapman will hop in with whoever he's fishing with that week so uh we, we always have a good time yeah, I mean, I definitely travel like because I'm always doing the state, the Bass Nation, the TBF stuff. Uh, I'm always usually traveling a little bit. It's just not fishing a full circuit, so I'm excited just to keep track. And I mean, I think the last time I fished a full circuit was like 2013 BFLs. Really? <laughs> and I took seventh in the points in the BFLs. So, um, now nah, you'll love it, man. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to be fishing like three or four of them this year. Yeah, you guys uh, got your deposit in for Tuesday Tuesday? No, I do have to mail that in yet. But, yeah, we're doing that too. So, yeah, there's even more. But I'm going to be pretty free this summer, so I'm really excited. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mind, like, traveling. Like, this road trip to North Carolina last week was, like, a killer because it was 21 hours over two days with my wife and two kids, which was (laughs) – 
like a whole nother level of <laughs> vehicle travel. Um, but uh, like fishing travel is different. Like there's like you're you're going, you're fishing. Like I, I like sleep in the back of my Tahoe. I make a bed back there. Like I I don't know. I just I eat that stuff up. Like it's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I just like for me, it's just part of it. So like. I don't know. I think who said it to me? Someone said it to me the other day, but they said if you, or so we did. It was like, if you don't like road trips, you're in the wrong profession because uh, that's, that's all it is. It's time behind the road. So for me, like, honestly, in my opinion, like, cause I've driven down South so many times now for all this and I'll continue to do it is um, the first five hours are kind of tough, but that hour, like five through 15 just kind of goes. It's just like, I don't know if it's like a runner's high or whatever it is, but you're kind of just cruising. Yeah. You're uh, just crushing XM. You're crushing podcasts. You're calling people and talking to them for an hour at a time. And like, yeah. yeah. Like you call someone and you're just like, Hey man, you free. And they're like, Oh, why? You're like, Oh, I'm driving through Alabama right now. And they're like, Oh, I don't have time for that phone call right now. Like, yeah, man, I got two hours. <laughs> they're like, all right, I'm speed down next one. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I uh, mapped it out 11, 12, 13, 14 tournaments at this point is my plan, which is more than the four, five, or six I've been doing the last few years. So, what are you most excited for? What lake in Minnesota? Mm. Let's see, what's uh, well, actually, I'm pretty excited for state and Wabasha. I mean, dude, me excited. too. I'm gonna be there. Uh, um, the team trail goes out to Big Stone. I'm excited. I've never been there, but that sounds like it puts out big weight on the border of South Dakota. Like very big bags. Um, we're fishing Vermilion in the spring. Um, those probably are the three most exciting. <laughs> I'm really excited for state. I haven't fished a state tournament before, so I'm really excited for Wabasha. Right. Make sure you give uh, Bart a slap on the ass for me when you see him on the team trail, Jason. Yeah. Uh, Wetland or Mullen? That's a tough call. I could see either one of them being pretty good. Um, I'd pick Wendell. I think Wetland's the safer pick. Maybe Mullen's has more upside. That's how yeah. I look at it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you can't embrace the adventure, I mean, I don't like driving, but if it's a fishing trip, it's part of the deal and the adventure. But like just yeah. driving, I don't like. Like it's just. <clears throat> the trick, Sean, is to listen to a bunch of old Hellabass podcast audio and it flies by. <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah i just cruise i don't know i don't have a problem with it ever yeah um <clears throat> definitely get caught up on my podcast crush those i don't know i always feel like if you're not listening to something like i'm like eight i mean obviously with the tournaments the channel the podcast the live streams i'm obviously uh ate up with fishing so like i feel like if i've got that time in the car i'll listen to a little bit of music but i'm either going to be talking to a fishing buddy or I'm going to listen to a podcast to learn more about and like, just keep like pumping that stuff in my head. Like to always make myself better. Like, cause if you're not yeah. getting better, you're getting worse. So. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Yeah. He does have sloppy tacos. Uh, so what do you, are you, uh, what's your, 
you're Adobe. Is that right? No, I'm Final Cut. Final Cut. All right. <clears throat> yep. Sylvie and I are Final Cut. McCoy is both, but mainly mm-hmm. Premiere. Yeah. It's cool being with a guy who can do both. So if I added something and McCoy needs to grab it, he can just hop on it. I think right now he's starting to edit the – are you starting to edit the practice vlog? <laughs> yeah, he's starting to edit the practice vlog right now. So that will be out in, what, three days? By Sunday, yeah. By Sunday. So that's the go. turnaround. Yeah. And not me. I like the free stuff, so I edit on DaVinci Resolve. <laughs> Is that – what was the program that Kyle said that guys were going to? Is that DaVinci or was that Sony? Yeah, so Rich, Rich, I was going to tell you this. At our St. John's event, I think, or maybe it was Knoxville. I don't know. We were talking to Kyle Van Dever, and he said that some pro-grade camera guys are starting to head over to DaVinci Resolve. Well, it's known for its color grading. Which that's I exactly no why. I have no idea what color grading is hardly, and I don't use it, but that's what it's really like fundamentally built on. But it's, I mean, like if you don't want to spend the money and you want a free software, DaVinci yeah. Resolve is actually really pop powerful software so yeah no it's good but yeah that's exactly what kyle was saying that's why they're going there is color grading is phenomenal on it and uh for a lot of like the top end guys what they do like i color grade minimally um mccoy does it a bit more than i do but like kyle vendever does it quite a bit and like some of the really top level guys i don't know it just depends on your style I would say it's probably not as user-friendly as some of the others. You definitely plan on watching a few more YouTube tutorials, but it's it's got everything you need, I think. So, Yeah. So as, as McCoy forgave you for dropping the hard drives and breaking them? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm totally the one who broke the hard drives. McCoy, you wanted to come tell them about that? Rich, hello, Bass. Everybody. Are you wanna, yeah, you should come. You should come talk to Rich about filming for Scott. Okay, he's got to dump some footage, and we'll talk to McCoy for a quick bit, and you can ask him about filming for Scott since he's been doing it for like a year now. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely wasn't me. And the hard drive from the St. John's was not dropped; it would not load, uh, which is very different. It's having an internal problem that is not caused by any of us. It's a system problem. But McCoy's coming over. He'll, he'll join. So now so we're investing in all, all solid-state drives from here on out. Yes, we are running off solid-state drives right now as we speak. <laughs> I'm not nice. running into that issue again. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. You did a, a uh, Instagram Live, and I, I told you you got to blame the new guy. you got to blame Bart for the, the drives, if you oh, remember yeah. that. <laughs> it's all Bart's fault. It's always Bart's fault. Yeah, always. Um, so what's the no, what's the what's worst the, part about working with Bart? That's what most people want to know. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> what's it like working with Scott? Uh, it's really fun. I like it a lot. Um, it uh, gets a little stressful sometimes, but it's it's a dream job in in general. Yeah, basically. So it's just fun getting to travel and just film. It doesn't even feel like work basically at this point. Yeah, cool. And plus, you get to drive his truck around and and be. I mean, like it's like it's it's a job of many hats and many many skill sets, right? Like it's more than just shooting and editing video. What are some of the things that you do yeah. that maybe people don't realize? Um, 
Well, okay. In terms of driving the truck, you, you wait until you see this practice vlog because there's going to be for sure a segment of McCoy getting yelled at for five <laughs> minutes or so, jackknifing the trailer back and forth, back and forth, trying to get down the Florence ramp while a severe thunderstorms flying in, and then Scott doesn't have a rain jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, panic. Yeah, it's <laughs> a pretty big. I mean, it, it's 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 a tricky ramp because it's got like a steep like drop. So like when you're up at the top, you can't quite see what's going on, but otherwise it's pretty wide open. Although there was a guy that almost drove me off the rocks at the national championship with my boat. One of like the hired Toyota drivers almost put my boat in the rip ramp. So. Oh, I can see it. Right. What was the question you asked again? I forget. Um, oh, wow. Sean wants to know if you just get paid in food and Red Bulls. <laughs> no, food he gets paid in Bucky Stops. Bucky Stops. Oh yeah, that's my favorite nice. place ever. Love that place. No, so what are what are some? I mean, there may be some odd things that you guys end up doing besides like video editing and shooting. Is like there are other things that come with the territory that people don't realize. <clears throat> I think the coolest for me was when we were in Knoxville, like we filmed it, but like Scott told us to just go to town and go look at Knoxville. And that was really cool. We just drove around like tourists for four or five hours. Yeah. yeah it's, it's cool. Just kind of traveling around and getting to see different places. For the most part, there's nothing right. that I can really think of that we do other than going at it. Yeah. It's pretty much the life. Show up. The other night, that was pretty cool. That's probably the coolest thing you've done besides that. That was pretty fun. Yeah, that was a what so we did it cooked hibachi on a flat iron grill. Hmm. Yeah, so we got, got some one in the back. You got mad knife skills, McCoy, or what? No. <laughs> You're like, no, I tried. I tried to do the egg flip thing and it just fell around <laughs> right the ground. <laughs> I think you caught that on camera, right? I did. Yeah. I was filming it. Yeah, so nice. Uh, Chad's got a serious question. He wants to know how you guys uh, back up all the footage. Does it drives? Is it cloud? Do you just edit and dump it? What is the process? Basically, we we put it all on the solid state drive, and then when I'm putting it off the cards onto the drive, I uh, I put it onto a whole other hard drive, like a bigger like, tower drive. That's kind of just our backup drive that we have, like everything on. And then once that's done, it goes away back in a box just so there's nothing that can happen to it, basically. Can't fall off the table, something like that. Yeah, like the St. John stuff, like the reason that got lost was because it was getting backed up onto that backup drive overnight and it like disconnected because the drive had a fault. Yeah, and then um, I didn't really realize it. I could never get it all over and then the drive just basically went out. And Chad, like cloud backup, like there's a lot of people that commented on the videos to use cloud backup after. I don't think people realize like we have like a terabyte of footage after an event. That's like not possible. Yeah, it's more like a terabyte and a half because we're shooting all 4K at this point. Yeah. Like so, you, you can't upload crazy. that. That would take like three days. Especially at the internet. You guys at these places you rent. <laughs> yeah. No, like this internet here is terrible. This is by far yeah, the worst one we've had. We're barely getting by at this point. Um, oh, really? Is it? <laughs> yeah, we're looking it's fine a, on our end. 
Yeah, it's it's been in and out. It's not. I mean, the audio has been pretty decent, and the the video has been a little bit, but it's been it's been decent. Uh, better than the um, Josh Strachner interview. That was pretty bad. Um, so when you when you finish event, do you guys keep all that footage like on a master drive, or do you guys like kill it once you've like put it out? Yeah, usually all the footage, no matter what it is, we'll keep it somewhere. Like we used to just use those uh, the HDD drives and just run through a four terabyte one of those and then just get a new one basically and start on that one. So we will, we'll keep all the, all the footage and stuff on the, uh, the big tower drive, but I'll take it off the SSD. Mm-hmm. It's all done. Sean suggests doing some hot dog fried rice with ketchup. I don't know. I don't know. He loves fried rice and hibachi. Now he thinks he's the best cook this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> so he'll try it tomorrow. <laughs> Is it, yes, fishing. So you guys, so you guys, uh, I mean, I know like back in the day, like there was with Brandon, there was a fair amount of fishing videos. Are we going to see like some McCoy versus Bart, like challenges in the off season and that kind of stuff? Or <clears throat> I mean, oh, we, could. we could, I yeah. just dust him. So it wouldn't really be that fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that good at fishing. But I love fishing. It's just, I'm not. That so would good. you say you no. are better or worse than Brandon when it comes to fishing? Oh, better. You're better than Brandon. Probably better. I don't yeah, think Brandon likes fishing that much. <laughs> yeah, but he would. Well, like I get this question a lot about like how how do you how are you in a boat all day and not fishing? And I think we kind of I have the answer. Like for me is like when I'm filming, I'm filming. Like and I equally maybe not equally as much as I love fishing, but like I like filming and I like editing. So it's it's not that hard. Like when I'm out there fishing that day, and plus I'm learning. Like when I was around with Scott all day, like I never even thought about casting a rod or wanting to. It was so cool learning and just watching that process and filming it. Um, so yeah, that that's for me. Like I get a fish. I'm you know when I'm not working. So that's the way I look at it. I don't know how yeah, you look at I mean, it. Pretty much the same way. I just enjoy the process of making a video so much that it doesn't even bother me that I'm not fishing. But when I when I'm gonna fish, I'm gonna fish. <laughs> I like to fish. Sure. Like cool. go out with Hillary or something. Like I like to fish. Nice. Shadow, I think your team is solid. Uh, all those guys are either my pick or my backup pick, uh, except for Wetland. And I think Wetland is a veteran. Indeed, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, I don't know. Is Brandon Hopper? Does he does he come visit you? Does he come hang around? Or is he just off on his own venture now? Hundred hundred percent. Um. He uh. He actually filmed Scott's TV show. Now okay. With us still, so he'll he'll usually run the main camera on that, so he'll be around for that stuff, bigger projects on that end. So he's around quite a bit then. Nice. Just not YouTube life. Cool. He's he's too big for YouTube. He's on the the TV. Bigger and better. If you could argue, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much longer TV will be bigger than YouTube, but um, yeah, it barely is anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Especially I don't watch hardly any TV. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the most TV I've watched in the last month is today, here. Yeah, we're actually, yeah. Weather. Yeah, we were watching the weather. We've been watching the weather. The storms are past now. This is pretty exciting. We didn't die today. We thought for sure yesterday at this time we were going to die today. I bet you there was some fire independent weathermen. Yeah, we didn't even hear sirens today, Rich. Florence, yeah, all like freaking fire. out, like right. the sky is falling. I was like, the weathermen are fifty percent wrong, 
100% of the time. So you have nothing to worry about tomorrow. That's what I told you yesterday. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think half of the middle of Alabama is going to disagree with that statement because <laughs> I think they got slaughtered today. But uh, luckily, it missed us. Yeah. Definitely down south, they got hit a lot harder. Mm-hmm. This is a good question from Sean. So the non-turny stuff, idea generation, stuff like that, is that all Scott or do you guys participate in that? For the most part, it is Scott. I mean, we'll just – yeah, it's mostly him. We'll just kind of go on a go on the lake or something like that or just have a video topic in mind and we'll just go shoot it. But he usually comes up with those. That's rarely kind of my kind of thing. I just felt sure. it. <laughs> So is it like, do you guys typically go out and just like make it up as you go based on how it goes? Or do you a lot of times go out with an agenda on what you want to do? Most of the time we go out with an agenda, like a storyline. We kind of want to fit a storyline in a way, but sometimes we'll just let it kind of play out basically. Sure. So, so thumbnail question, do you guys shoot dedicated shots for the thumbnails or do you guys like steal stuff from the footage? So when we remember to, we'll shoot dedicated stuff. But I was gonna, we, uh, I was gonna say stuff. this is definitely like a fifty-fifty thing, and it's solely based around did you remember to take the thumbnail shot or not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something we need to improve on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something. All like in fishing videos, that's like the hardest thing for me to like remember to get a good thumbnail shot versus like. The video's done. I should do the thumbnail now, and I should probably almost get the thumbnail done before I even make the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. But like Scott remembers that a ton too. Like that's how crazy it's. Like he's like a content mind, and he's really good, really good at it. Is like I was shooting a video for Scott today, and all or on day one, and all of a sudden he just goes, "Oh, here thumbnail shot," and like gets ready, and I'm like, "Oh, cool," and I give it to McCoy. I'm like, "Yeah, we got a thumbnail." And he's like, "Dope." Like, it's just kind of how it goes. Nice. <clears throat> Scott wants to know oh, you guys got a, a tech question on SSDs. This no. is a good question for Chad because Chad lost a bunch of pictures at an event he shot last fall from SD card. Oh. I think it failed. I think yeah, he had one SD failed. card and an A7 and it failed. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Or a Canon, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, anyways. Um, I think we used G drives. It's just kind of something we ordered. We saw it had good reviews. We just ordered it. It was a little two terabyte G drive, I guess they're called. I don't know. What so, SD cards do you use? Because they're different. Is that what you said? Oh. No, but SSD and I'm just asking SDs because you use different ones that I use. Lexar. I don't know exactly what brand, like what kind they are, but they're Lexars. They're like silver and black. The ones we use. I've had really good luck with the Walmart ones, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Just the the Lexars have really high like write speeds. You kind of need yeah. that for uh, 4K footage most of the time. Sure, it gets kind of crazy. But the which were the other ones that I used to get? I don't remember what they were, but they would fail and file fail me all the time on the GoPros. I don't remember which ones those were, but uh, they do not live with them 24 seven. Just when they're on site at tournaments and shooting. Otherwise, they do not live with Scott. Ooh, we lost you real bad there, Rich, on audio for a sec. But when do you live with – yeah, you, you're you more down in Clewiston. Yeah, so where do you live? I, I live in Clewiston in the town, but I have no place. So it's not like I live with Scott in his house. So I can kind of get away 
um, keep work and home separate, basically. Uh, what's a work day for you look like? It, I mean, during the tournament season, like when we get home between tournaments, I'm usually just editing tournament footage. Um, and then we'll have some, like, just an agenda of, like, videos to shoot. So it's just constantly shooting and editing and going on a trip here, going down to the Keys, that kind of thing. So it's really different every day, which sure. keeps it really interesting, makes it really fun. Like, honestly, a day of work for McCoy is what you see on camera. And then just imagine editing it afterwards. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it yeah, that's a good question. Are there times around tournaments that you can or cannot fly drones? We can fly whenever we want. Well, okay. how does drone footage work during tournaments? Uh, we're allowed to use it. The only thing I've run into is, uh, like, in Knoxville, for example, um, there's, like, no fly zones, so you need to get kind of permission it's a little harder to get permission and then you can only go so far in general. And it depends so, on the size of your drone and whether it can carry a payload and that, right. that, that. <laughs> Yeah. And another thing is like Scott and like Aerie and Canterbury, like they can't look at any of the drone footage we get um, until the event's over or like until it's public information. So like the videos released for the public, right? Um, because of like, there, there's drone rules with bass. They can't yeah. use that for practice. That's all I was asking. So you can use it, but you guys just basically have to swear that nobody looks at the footage until. Yeah. Time and that's all, all the camera guys. It's the same way. Yeah. yeah. Um, you talked uh, swordfish uh, into fighter. So there Good. you go. Uh, what model GoPros do you guys mostly use? <clears throat> mostly the hero sevens at this point. We're, Soon going to try and make the switch to the nines, I believe. We're using a nine for his chesty right now, and it's kind of going well. So those things are really impressive. Yeah, I like the nines. Really good. I think I'll be getting myself a nine before fishing season gets going hard here. Yeah, if you're not going to use the newest one, like a nine, I would say the sevens are really good, and and the four. Four. Those are your. (laughs) The four, the four is the best chesty GoPro for the dollar they're ever made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, dude, I think two hours and 15 minutes seems like a good uh, spot to kind of tidy things up. So yeah, appreciate you guys. Sure. Thanks for hanging out, Koi. Yeah. Thanks for finally uh, coordinating this and actually get on the schedule, Bart, after two or three reschedulings. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we almost had tornadoes take it out, but luckily we dodged them all. We're really good. Nice. Uh, So we set some records tonight. Thanks for everybody that came on. That was awesome. Thanks for the donations. Uh, If you guys missed some of this, make sure you check out the replay. I'll have chapters in there so you can see what you missed. If you don't want to do that, you can listen to the audio version. Just search Hello Bass on your favorite podcast. And as always, here to help you guys catch more bass and suck less. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.